Nick, we just talking. Check this out. Y'all know what it is. This is the Edge We Talk, man. I am Lily. Um, this is my cousin, uh, the lady that puts everything together, fucking basic, everything, Lindsay on the Edge We Talk. How you doing, Lizzie? All right. How are you? I cannot complain. Check this out. Um, you should go ahead and try to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you want Apple Podcasts, please give us a five-star review. So that'll keep us moving and it'll keep y'all enlightened to the shit we talk. Now, all that shit is said and done. Uh, I know this look a little different. We ain't got our mask on. Uh, I am coming from my house uh, via Lindsay's house because it's cold as shit in Kansas City, Missouri. And I'm not getting out in that shit, man, because I be getting drunk. I be getting half-ass high, and I'm not trying to drive home when it's like that, man. You seen that shit that happened in Texas? It's not going to oh be me, God. nigga. not going to be me. Oh, my God. Prayers for everyone involved in that. That was in Fort Worth, I think. That was ridiculous. Yeah, that shit was crazy. What did they say? Like, it wasn't that many people that died, but it was some yeah. fucked up shit, like over 100 cars. Right, right. And you see them cars, they was, like, literally stuck in the air. Yeah, man. I watched some shit. Some um, Latino guy like taped a little of his shit, but the shit looked like an action movie. Yeah. You seen cars like flying in the air and all sorts of shit. Like yeah. they just couldn't. It's it was one thing for it to be the weather. You know, it's another thing to just say. And I hate I hate to downplay them, especially the people that lost their life. R.I.P. But Texas people just drive so recklessly. They really they. Do. Came they they came in where you could tell that they was not even planning to put their brakes on at any time until they got stupid close. Mm. So they drive so reckless. Even the big ass trucks, like they were just flying down there. It was like, damn, you knew this was a crash waiting to happen, even if it wasn't even ice on the road. Wow, wow. Just because of the pile up, it was such a. Crazy pile up. I'm like, I don't know why you ain't slowing down a mile or two ago. Like, what are you doing? Right. They like wait until they get right there, or or the big the big trucks. They was just like, fuck it, we gonna hit these motherfuckers. They going, or if 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 they was at 69 when they seen the shit, they didn't mm-hmm. that shit to 50. They kept going. That's why you seen cars flying in there. The shit was horrific, bro. That is terrible. That is terrible. situation i don't wish any bad on nobody and i pray for your families and you right that shit was horrific like i said right because i mean we had something that was vaguely similar a few years ago when they were like sliding into one another in the snow but they was going like 20 miles an hour and, and yeah the difference. they were that. being conscious they couldn't see yeah. each other right Right, I don't think nobody died off of that, but it was, it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous just to see the pictures. You know that was crazy. That was crazy. Hate to start on a somber note, but man, that is starting on a real somber note. But man, come on, man, 
Texas, we have got to do better. Like for real. I was just telling my girl that um I was like, man, they need to really um like just uh see if they can um reduce the speed limit or something on the highway mm-hmm. to like try to avoid things like that in the future. I remember I was just uh telling my girl in the same breath, the first time I ever went to Texas, I seen somebody die on the highway. Oh. I seen them miss us and they were speeding like crazy speed. Like, damn, they driving fast as fuck. Man, maybe two, three miles later, man, I've seen that same car flipped over, niggas hanging out. Mm. Like, so, like, yeah, I've always been, like, annoyed of Texas because they don't drive fair, man. They, right. they drive like The feds is after them all the time, even the feds. Wow. They don't drive. They, they drive like... Even the old people, they just drive like nobody is in the road but them. So they do whatever they want to do. Right, like they got somewhere really to be. Yeah. It's like that one uh, Family uh, Family Guy episode when they was trying to do the, uh, they was trying to be racist and talk about uh, Asian women. But that's the same rules apply in Texas. The lady just was like, I'm, I'm moving now. Sorry, everybody else. And just moved over to the left. Without putting blinkers on or nothing. That's what Texas do, though. That's For crazy. real. I, I've got, man, so many people have, like, cut me off. Old people uh-huh. cut me off. Man, them, them motherfuckers crazy. Driving fast. They don't let you get over on it. And, like, I ain't never seen a motherfucker try to get off on the highway so fast before. They won't even let you get off. Again, my nerves are too shot for that. Like I didn't been in one too many wrecks. I cannot do that. <laughs> I cannot. Don't ever if you drive Texas, man, you will really, really have PTSD. Yeah. I am scared to death of Texas highways, and I am not ashamed to say that. Yeah. Yeah. I was down there a few months ago and I didn't drive, but my friend was driving and when she she already was driving crazy when she was living up here, but down there, I was like on the passenger side pressing the brakes, like because I couldn't. My nerves was just too shot. I can't do it. That's why all the Kansas City hoes like to move back to, uh, or not move back, but move to Texas, because they already live fast anyway. They don't give a fuck, <laughs> man. That, that, they get right in there. They 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 blend right on in. <laughs> I'm not talking about the friend though. I'm saying a lot of reformed hoes <laughs> in Kansas City go to Texas. That's a real life fact. Y'all can do that shit. Don't Google it, but I'm saying. Everything you know, no 10 bitches that moved to Texas. Man, Texas is like the new Kansas City. Texas is like where hoes go to put their pussy back together. Oh, wow. That's how you feel. Dick too, though. Dick too, though. Don't get it twisted. It's some ho-ass niggas in Texas. <laughs> Like for real, like it's everywhere. Every nasty nigga go. Wow, wow. I I guess it's uh maybe it's legal to be a hoe or more accepted to be a hoe. It's more accepted because it's so big. It's so big. Like you got to think about it. Like you can fuck off in Houston and then be a saint in Port Arthur. Points, points. It's so it's so big, flat, and spread out. And yes. more people like there, a white bitch ass, flat and spread out. <laughs> Did you see that one video? Uh, the uh, the uh the 
lady, she had on like a thong and she was outside twerking and she was like this big, like no bigger than a second. And she was like really twerking. It looked like chicken cutlets, like raw chicken cutlets. And she was really trying to <laughs> she was really trying to twerk. That shit was hilarious. Hilarious. Okay, well, enough with the uh pleasantries and the somber moments. Somber moment went to very vulgar. I'm sorry, Texas. <laughs> I'm saying, don't let me let me. I'm, I don't want to talk down about Texas, but a lot right, of I, I like miss Texas. Texas. I like Texas. I, I really do like Texas. <laughs> it don't sound like I, like I, I don't like Texas weed. I, I think I said this before. I can't stand uh-huh. Texas weed, and for that reason, I I fucking couldn't stand Texas for a long time. But the people, the people, cool. I yeah. yeah. Yeah, Y'all just have know. terrible fucking characters. <laughs> okay. Well, first up is the Super Bowl. So, did you watch the Super Bowl? I'm dancing. I lost like a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I did watch the Super Bowl. Okay. I did. All right. I lost terrible. Well, I didn't lose terrible. I lost 100 bucks, though. Yeah. If I would have bid five dollars, I would be mad and be like, "Man, it's terrible! I lost my house." So, <laughs> so I get it. I get it. Um. Okay, so we already know the outcome, and being that we're from Kansas City, um, the outcome was not in our favor. Nah, so not. we're we're gonna talk about something else. Um. What did you think about? Um, Jasmine Sullivan and her performance of the Star Spangled Banner with what's his name Eric Church I think, I think uh, yeah I, I, I don't even know the name uh, shout out to Jasmine Sullivan one for having the snapback game I, don't, I ain't seen Jasmine Sullivan in a while uh-huh. Jasmine Sullivan looked nice mm-hmm. uh but I did think her shit was really, really. I think her shit was um, it was it was all right. I think she tried too hard, and that's not downplaying her voice. I'm just saying, nigga, this is Super Bowl. You ain't got to send your ass off. You just got to do enough to go by. Cause I don't think they pay them for that. Yeah, it's all publicity. Yeah, it, it's it's all free publicity, which they don't make money in the front end but they make money in the back end you know what i'm saying like because you're gonna stream and your your sales are gonna go go up ridiculously and then moving forward to the weekend um he uh promoted his hold on moving forward to the weekend we got we know you skipping her but I'm just saying, like, with, with the wait. publicity thing, we're not talking about the weekend yet. I'm talking about as far as publicity because he, oh, he okay. came out okay. he came out and said that he is doing his world tour in 2022. And he's the first person to announce that he's doing a world tour. So that was free publicity for him. Right. You know, he's on this international platform, you know. So, and then Jasmine Sullivan, going back to her, she just came out with a new album, Hotels. And um, I'm sure her streaming, her her um, streaming numbers went up because of this. But a lot of people was upset because they had that person um, performing it with her. 
You know, some people went as far as to saying that that could have been her Whitney Houston moment had it not been for him. So. Nah, man. Nah, she did an incredible job. She actually, like I said, I think she did too much. She sung that song way hard. Like, she didn't have to sing the Star Spangled Banner that tough. But we're talking about Jasmine, though. We're talking about Jasmine Sullivan. Like, she's not that type of singer that you're going to be like, man, like, you're not going to get that out she's of not. her. She's not. But she didn't, I, I didn't, she get, it, it sounded like she wrote the shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, for real. Yeah. I was very impressed. Like, I was very impressed. Yeah. Especially after all the controversy, like, you know, let's rip the band-aid off. All the controversy about niggas even participating in the halftime show or niggas even watching the uh the NFL period for the past couple years. Yeah. It's been crazy. So uh for her to come in there and do such an amazing performance mm-hmm. because um I remember when they went through this whole controversy at first and they had all the Melanin niggas do that that shit was whack. Yeah. But at the same time, the Millennium niggas did get a bag for all their charity, so I did respect that. Yeah. But it was whack. Yeah. She came in and she set a lot of people down. Like all them white people were very impressed, just like I was. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. And I'm sure a lot of those white folks didn't know who the hell she was. So again, no, that's they a didn't. lot of that's a lot of eyes on her, you know. So that was good. What about her? How did you think about her performance? What what can I say about her? That shit was beautiful. Yeah. That shit was beautiful. I um I was cause I'm weary about a lot of artists, man, nowadays because uh I was a scar kid when I was little. I used to think Music Soul Child was like such a dope artist and then I actually seen him in concert and I realized that he couldn't sing without the studio. Mm-hmm. So she really impressed the shit out of me because I'm always looking at I'm always looking for the motherfucker to just only sound good on the studio cut. Yeah. You know, especially when, it, and I hate to say it, especially when it comes to our quote unquote woke niggas. Yeah. Because you can have the, 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 the weird nigga that can sing the, the phone booking. Niggas don't fuck with. Mm-hmm. But then you had this woke nigga that everybody fuck with and they can't do a live performance. So, for her to do that and for me to really, really be like, oh, this, yeah, yeah, this is, this is he. It was, it wasn't Jasmine Sullivan, but it was there. Yeah, yeah. It just, with me, with her, um, she's definitely a talent. I just think that sometimes she just so chill that, her voice will put you to sleep and not in a good way. That's my disconnect with her. But then she got some songs where she kill it. Like that damage yeah. song, she kills it. You know. Everybody wanted her to put the, the same damage. Yeah. Like everybody was like, why did she she should have just sung damage. And I'm like, nah, she should have sung exactly what they what told her did. to. Yeah. And she should have sung it just like she did. Right. Because that right there is just gonna, like you said, it's it's a, a advertisement. It's an outlet. Right. Right. That shit just made her a top priority. Trust me. Mm-hmm. In the next few years, it's gonna be a lot of people to, that that really uh, 
rock with her. Like even no, it's gonna be a lot of collabs out of that. Mm-hmm. I can guarantee. Right, right. And her collabs was so already cool. high as it was, you know. So now it's about to be even more. She's about to cross over and everything. Yeah, you know? see, that's what I'm looking at. Yeah, the crossover aspect of it. Yeah, phenomenal because she's gonna blend right in. It's gonna be so crazy because she gives you a sultry voice. Um. But it put, but like the concepts and the things she talk about puts you in that 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 Amy Winehouse vibe, mm-hmm. and white people see that. I know if I did, right, right. So she's gonna be, ooh, she's gonna be there. Shout out to her, right. So halftime, the weekend. What did you think about the weekend? <laughs> <laughs> I really did like his performance, though. No bullshit. Right. I thought everything he did, you know, how he set the shit up, he spent his own money. Um, I think it was a great performance. I think it was every song that really made him a lot of money. Mm-hmm. He put, he displayed, uh, and he did a good fucking job. Now, this whole uh, controversy about um, it was like a satanic ritual. I never understood it, but that's the same shit they was throwing at Beyonce. Right, right. Because remember, right after, I'm like, why can't a nigga just do something dope? Right, but remember, right after Beyonce's performance, when she was the headliner, the year she was the headliner, like the the lights went out. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, I took it as she was that cold that she knocked the power out, but some people were saying that it was some some Illuminati type shit, but. I didn't hear that about the weekend though. That's news to me. You never heard it? Yeah, look it up. Like you can Google it right now. There's a lot of people saying that he was performing a satanic ritual. That's why he was here, there, and everywhere. Like they they saying the patterns that he was doing, and I'm like half the shit. If you was paying attention to, um, he really never did leave that backstage once he went back there. A lot of that shit was uh, shit that he performed earlier. Yeah. And blended it into the fucking performance. Yeah. So like, nigga, nobody's moving that fast, nigga. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> but, like they 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 trying to make shit up. Yeah. Like that's why he's here, and that's why he was here, and that's like ping yeah. ping. First of all, nigga, he ain't got that long to move that fast through a stadium. Right. You knew and it was, it was already him. all the shit was already done already. Right, and it was just him. Like he didn't have um, other uh, performers. So, like, all the spotlight was on him. So, he only had, like, a couple seconds to switch up and all that kind of stuff or move to a different part and whatnot. Like, when they get them other performers, that's when they can go back, you know, switch outfits, you know, get a couple of sips of water and then come back out. But he didn't do that, you know. So, I don't know. That's crazy. But, you know, for me, I've been a weekend fan since the mixtapes. And... I've always enjoyed his performances from the music videos to the live performances, but this one for me was underwhelming. And it I didn't was? Yeah, because it didn't keep it didn't keep my attention. You know. I don't know what it was, but it just did not keep my attention. Like I was and I was shocked because contrary to a lot of people, I was I was kinda excited for this uh performance. I was also kind of wondering who he was going to bring out because that's kind of like a thing now for these Super Bowl performances to not only be 
the the headliner for them to bring somebody out. But he did. He said, "Screw it, I'm doing it myself." Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I thought that's what made it dope. Just because yeah. he did it. He didn't have nobody come in. Right. He just did all his hits. Like, right. nigga, right. fuck you. Uh, homeless-ass Michael Jackson is here. <laughs> Not homeless-ass Michael Jackson. <laughs> That's all he's been to me. He's been homeless he, Michael Jackson. He he really has been that, but in especially, like, in his early work, and especially when he used to do his songs, like, because he did his own version of Dirty Diana, which a and lot of people didn't. that shit was hard. A lot of people did not appreciate it, but I loved it. You know what I'm saying? That Dirty Diana is hard. Yeah, yeah that, it, it is. It is. But a lot of people did not appreciate that shit. But I I mean, I like, I'm a weekend fan. I like him. And I'm just, I'm excited to see what is in store for him. Especially, I might go on ahead and try to go to this uh, concert in 2022. Cause he's coming here, so so we. I don't know shit. Yeah, yeah, he's coming to no longer the Sprint Center, the T T Mobile Center. So, so he'll be here. So, but I'm I'm excited for it. Um, yeah. Did you see the videos of Tom Brady at their parade? Nah, I didn't see the videos of the goats. Oh well. You have to look it up. Tom Brady was way dead. And he should be. Yeah, I'm not mad at it, but he I'm talking about he needed assistance walking. That's how bad it was. That's what happens when you become the greatest nigga alive. Yeah. Like fuck all that Magna shit and all that. We I don't know the rules and regulations of how niggas grow up and how you know what I'm saying, what privilege is and what levels it niggas is on. You know. I happen to be a nigga that played sports, so I know what the camaraderie is on that field. It ain't no racism on that field. I don't give a fuck what a nigga talking about outside that motherfucker. When you on that field, you love each other because y'all got each other back. White, black, Indian, whatever the fuck. Yeah, I'm about, so, I'm about to show you. Hold on. I'm about to show you because this is wild. I seen the, the, the throwing of the motherfucking uh, Lombardi trophy. I said, damn, yeah. that nigga gangster. Yeah, he did do that. Oh, look at this nigga. What the? Hell yeah, Brady, you supposed to be. This nigga, what, 42, 43, yeah. seven Super Bowl ring, fucking five-time MVP? Yeah. Huh? Nigga, if, if he don't get fucked up, who else is? Right. Right, if you can't go to Bella Noche, where could you go? But, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, outside of the... Trump stuff, I'm happy for him. Yeah. That, I, I, I never, you know what? I never really paid attention to the Trump stuff with Brady because I knew it was just a demographic he grew up in. Same way with Drew Brees. Like, I didn't have a problem with Drew Brees because I knew 
where he was coming from, and he didn't understand the real reasons. When it got explained to him, he recanted everything he said. Oh, he had to. He had to. But he, you he know, hurt a lot of people's feelings off of what he said, though. Like, even my mama was upset. I didn't know who the man was until that shit happened, though. So. Because a lot of people going to be upset about it. But the thing is, you got to understand, if he's in a demographic where he's only taught um, what what niggas are. Mm-hmm. And the niggas he uh, he played with, he don't have a relationship with like that. I'm, I'm not saying that for sure, because I don't know that nigga. But I do know a motherfucker who has that type of um, mentality don't hang out with a lot of niggas. Mm-hmm. So... For him to have his resolve over that and for him to, for his players to come to him and him recant that shit because he loved the players that he, that he worked with. White, black, whatever. He loved the players he worked with. And so when they told him and he recanted, I had the utmost respect for him. Yeah. Cause I'm like, you know, it, it take a real man to be like, Hey man, I fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. You know, that's true. Yeah. So, um, also on another somber mode, um, no. Unfortunately, we have to report that um, the former head coach of the Chiefs, Marty Schottenheimer, passed away. Yeah, good old Marty. Rest in peace, yeah. Marty, man. Yeah, rest in peace. Um, he had Alzheimer's. He was um, diagnosed in 2014. And he died Tuesday. Um, He died this past Tuesday, so... Um, rest in peace, Arkansas. He died on the same day Derek Thomas died. Yes, yes, he did. Which that was exactly 21 years ago. Yeah, so that um, was wicked. And yeah, <laughs> I'm just weird. Don't I, don't judge me because I know this is a somber moment. People in this, but y'all know I'm an asshole. And when I, because I didn't know he had Alzheimer's or dementia or any of that, but when I found that out, in my head, I just pictured like um, the scene from Benjamin Button when Benjamin Button was like, uh, he was really like eighty, but they, but he looked like he was eight, and he was like, this bitch is trying to poison me, and like slapped his shit away because he had dementia and shit. That's how I pictured Marty Shining, uh, Schottenheimer. And uh, I know it, a lot of y'all ain't gonna find that funny, but I did because I was just like, I just want to have him going out on something that I can smile at. Yeah. You know, instead of him being, you know, because I know what dementia is because um, one of my aunties had dementia. Um, so I know the deteriorating rate it is. And you don't want to remember that person at that level. Right. So you want to put some type of laughter to it. Right. Right. I get it. I get it. But, um, wow, Benjamin Button. <laughs> yeah, Benjamin Button. Just try to kill me, slap the cereal all over the ground. You did. Wow. <laughs> that's why, <Okay>. that's <laughs> why I'm just me. Because I just want to, I, I want to be like, Marty went out like a G. You know, like, right. instead of just being like, damn, he didn't remember his own fucking wife. Like, I want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I get it. I get it. But, um, just a couple of things. For anybody that does not know um, Marty Schottenheimer's resume, or specifically with the Chiefs, um, he was basically with the Chiefs for 10 seasons from 89 to 98, I want to say. And this was during the time that we had Joe Montana, Marcus Allen, Neil Smith, 
Derek Thomas, um, among others. So he was a big deal. He was a big deal. He brought us um, almost to the Super Bowl a couple times. So, um, and he was like in like the top. He's still he's still top ten winning winningest coaches yeah. in the NFL. He's a playoff quarterback. I mean, a, a, a playoff coach. Like, don't yeah. get it twisted. He brought his team to the playoffs. Yeah, you know that's all, as a coach, that's all you really need to do. Right. You know, is to stay a coach. But he did it at such a phenomenal level. It, you know what I'm saying? Um, and then he took he took bad seasons, but he always came back as good. Like mm-hmm. we became giant killers because of Marty Schottenheimer. Yeah, and we must respect that. Like because we could have losing seasons, but if we had Marty behind us, we beat everybody who was predicted to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. And if you think I'm bullshitting, you can look all that shit up. That is right. facts. Absolutely. Everybody that they predicted to go to the Super Bowl, the Chiefs whooped they. As we was called the giant killers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was, he was definitely, definitely respected in the town. Um, so that that is a loss that the town is feeling right now. So again, um, rest in peace to um, Mr. Schottenheimer, um, and our condolences to his family. But oh, Marty, you wasn't even that old, man. Right, he was seventy-seven. Yeah, it was like seventy seven, like like yeah. I would I would have loved for him to like uh his his candle to be burnt out at like ninety something. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. that would've that would have made me, you know what I'm saying, look at his career very, very I still look at his career very, very great, but I just think man, he he went too short. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, seventy seven, um, nowadays is pretty young. It's, it's pretty young. Um, but within those 77 years, he did a whole lot. So, yeah, he did. Um, so, yeah, so let's go ahead and move on to a less somber topic. <laughs> okay, so. Even though you're going away. I used to hang with my boys. Used to bang with my boys. God damn, I miss my boys. Recipes, Marty Yes. All right. So we all know that February is Black History Month. Um, and people be putting out Black History facts or whatnot, which is which is great. I just thought we could do a little twist on Black History Month. And putting out Black History facts or moments, so I feel like this should be called Ratchet Black History Moments or Ratchet right. Moments in Black History. Okay. So, first thing I came up with was um, the OJ trial, and the the OJ trial has a lot which went on for a really long time. So, more specifically, um, the acquittal. Do you have a story on when you first heard about the acquittal that you would like to share? Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess, like, yeah, I remember um, when he was acquitted. I was actually, um, 
in middle school, I was going to uh, Paseo Middle, Middle School of the Arts. Mm -hmm. and, um, remember TV One? Um, channel, what is it? The first channel, Channel One? Where they yeah, Channel One. That no one said came So, I'll never forget I was in show choir. Uh, Y'all see how silly I am. I, I did all sorts of shit when I was little. But I was in show choir, and I remember we stopped everything because TV One came on. Like, we don't control this TV that's doing saying this. And it's almost like jail. You know, you don't you don't control the TV. It just comes on when it wants to, and it just does its thing. i never forget, we are rehearsing, I think, Guys and Dogs. And um, uh, if I'm wrong, then somebody will tell me that went to school. But um, we're rehearsing that. And then it came on and it said that he was not guilty. And I remember our uh, choir director walking out crying. Okay. Because she was a white lady. Okay. That was my question. And she just was like, um, it wasn't on no racist shit. She just knew a nigga got away with murder. <laughs> but me, because it was a dude, uh, a nigga, I was just like, hell yeah, I remember being so happy. And I think I was like, in a, no, I was in the seventh grade. I have to be because I went to, uh, I went to uh, the middle school of arts when I was in the seventh grade. So it, it was seventh grade. And I remember like, you know, really being like, hell yeah. And like, she just being distraught because she just like, this lady died for nothing. And I didn't give a fuck because a nigga beat the police. That's how I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't have a story of anybody crying, but I went to Raytown Middle and I was in seventh grade when it happened. Um, my teacher didn't have us watching it, but some teachers did. So it was around lunchtime and we was going to lunch and some kid was in the hallway. I think he was coming like from the office going back to class or vice versa, I don't know. But one of my classmates said something to him about it and he was like, yeah, we watched it in class. And so the girl was like, well, what was the uh, verdict? And mind you, when I was in middle school, it was barely any black people in Raytown Middle School. I'm talking about all white people <laughs> right now. And the guy was like, he turned around with this big Kool-Aid smile on his face and was like, not guilty. And the girl he was talking to, me and her, just was like, yes, we high-fiving and everything. Then this other chick that was in my class, another white girl, she was just like, no. He's guilty. He's guilty. And we was just like having a ball. We was like, he is not guilty, blah, 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 blah. So, um, still, publicly, if you ask me, he's not guilty. The courts found him not guilty, and we should respect the courts. Because that's what exactly. y'all want to say to us every time something happens that's unjust. So, He's not guilty. Now, off Fair. camera, if we having a, if we have in uh, kitchen counter talk, then we can talk. But 
He's not guilty. The courts found him not guilty, so we should respect the court's decision. In 2021, we should respect the court's decision. OJ Simpson was found not guilty of killing Nicole Brown Simpson and Ronald Goldman, period. Facts. Facts. <laughs> so, if the gloves don't fit, you, you must, must acquit. Absolutely. So. And then that's another I thing, because totally like, like, I I do not discuss that trial with white people. Because I'm I'm not trying to hear nothing else, but what did the court say? Okay. Period. So I I make it my business not to discuss and I'll discuss anything. Like we can sit up here and have a whole heated debate about Trump. I'll I'll talk to you about that. We can talk about Black Lives Matter. I can talk about that. But one thing I do not discuss with white people is that trial. Period. Period. Because what did the court say? Okay. Period. Next case. Literally, next case. <laughs> next case. Yeah. Yeah, I'm... yeah so. Yeah, get it. I, um, I, cause I'm the same way. Like, I'm, 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 I, I will say anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, and me now, clean air will say this on the butt. As a black man, as a black man, my man got found not guilty, and that's what it is. Period. Leave it at that. Period. Me, as a realist, will say, y'all know good and goddamn well what happened, but I'm not. What the fuck do I look like saying it? I'm a nigga from a small town. I wasn't there. Right. 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 But I do know. You don't run with your homeboy in a Bronco <laughs> if you didn't slice a nigga up. <laughs> Dude. So, speaking of Broncos, you know they bringing back uh, the Bronco. I do know. Yeah. Them mugs go hard. And I was like, if that mug ain't cocaine white, I don't want it. Because you, you got to throw it. You got to throw it back. Like, to the cocaine white Bronco. Like, it can't be nothing else. Maybe you can mat it out, but it, that mug gotta be cocaine white. So. See, I'm, um, I'm more uh, attracted to how, like, um, as of lately, because trademarks been inspired and, and audit or extra shit, uh, Asian people have been um, getting the cars that we liked from back in the day, and they've been, like, uh, keeping the same body frame but been uh, totally, like, freaking these bitches out, like, mm -hmm. totally modernizing these motherfuckers. And these bitches been so thorough. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm one of them, like, if I, I, I'm glad the Bronco came out, but I do want to find a vintage fucking 94 Bronco. <laughs> and, that would be so and dope. Freak it. And freak it out. Like, not even freak it out, but just modernize it. Yeah. You know, touch screen here, touch screen here, uh uh LED screen on the on the It's like man, I didn't I seen a uh a agent dude do that shit to an older Bronco, like a real like a seventies one. And mm -hmm. the shit was so hard. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, they they are very talented when it comes to customizing cars. You know. But that would be dope. I remember when we went to um, San Francisco back in 17. The first day we was there, we got behind a damn uh, Bronco. I was like, how appropriate is it that we are in San Francisco behind a Bronco? I had to take a picture of it and everything. Like, I was like, this is so appropriate. But nah. <laughs> you do it too much. <laughs> I was like, I don't think everybody caught the irony in that until I said it. But the fact that we was behind a freaking Bronco in San Francisco, like, it, you, it can't get no better than that. But anyway, um, now, this other moment, ratchet moment in black history, <laughs> I don't know if you're privy to this. Are you on Twitter? Yeah. Okay, well, a few years ago, um, Yahoo Finance, gosh, Yahoo Finance, they put out this uh, article, and in the article, they were talking about the Navy, and they were meaning to say bigger Navy, but... They had a typo in the word bigger. And they mis- bigger than Yes, they mistake the B for the N. And I don't know how you do that. Well, B and N is next to each other. Yeah, see, but, that's the that's the story that everybody tries to put on in there. I don't but think, nigga, you know good and damn well. I don't think it was I don't think it was on purpose. I honestly Cause it had nothing to do with nothing. It was so ridiculously random. And but my thing was, how many people proofread this before you posted it? You know exactly. I mean? That was my that was my question. But I honestly think it was an honest mistake. Like I don't. And wow. a lot of people, because the B is next to the end, they just hurry up and do did it. And I mean, I get it. A lot of us, well, a lot of us hurry up and nobody looked at it. That's, that was my problem. How many people look proofread it before? You know. Exactly. Because I mean, Somebody I can tweet. To proofread. That's what proofreaders is there for. Right, right. I mean, I can tweet and I'll proofread my tweet before I put it out. And as soon as I put it out, that's when I realize, hey, I typed slower than I thought and I forgot a word. Or the, but that's uh, you. You don't proofread your own shit when you work for a company. Right. Somebody else does it for you. Right, right. But I, I but me personally, I honestly think it was an honest mistake because it literally came out of nowhere. I mean, you might be in the in in the percentage that feel otherwise, but but to go along with theme of ratchet moments in black history, of course, black Twitter got a hold of it and they had a field day. And that hashtag trended for so many days, and it was hilarious. You didn't see the memes I made for Nick and Navy? I probably I had, did. I made, a, I made a Soldier Boy uh, meme. I made. I, I, listen, that was the first thing, first time I ever had like uh, five to seven hundred views of anything. Yeah. And when I started making memes about the nigger Navy. <laughs> because it was so fucking funny. 
And I believe the nigga that proofread that shit was like, you know what? Let it ride, because it ain't going to be on me. It's going to be on a motherfucker road. Oh, they hurry up. Like, as soon as they realized, they hurry up and took it down and redid it. But, yeah, that was, like, the most hilarious thing I had ever saw on Twitter. Like, it was crazy. I remember one, I think, one of my memes I know had so many views, it was Soldier Boy, and I was, uh, and it was, uh, when he was talking about the time that motherfuckers came in shooting. So my man was like, yeah, shit, Pearl Harbor rolled up on me, and I was like, bah, bah, yeah. Navy. Like, if so, whoever seen that one, that was mine. I swear yeah. that you, you could look the uh, yeah. code up on my phone. I made that motherfucker up. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was, that was some of the best, best tweeting that Black Twitter did. Like, it was, it was crazy. It was crazy. Like, I'm talking about, like, on the floor, crying, laughing. It was so hilarious. But, uh, and still, people still talk about it to this day. That happened in, like, 2015, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and they still talk about it to this day. So. Shit was fucking hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, so, those are a couple of moments in... Uh, ratchet moments in black history. Um, do you have any that come to mind? Uh, ratchet moments? Um, yeah, I got a few. I mean, okay, so, uh, all right, let's, let's make it a perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, one of the greatest ratchet moments in black history for me is when uh, R. Kelly had that interview, and they said, yes. "You like um, teenage girls or young girls or something," and, and he was like, "Define teenage." Right, 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 right. I think that was one of the most ratchetest moments yes. in history because that was telling on yourself without telling on yourself. Right. It was telling like. Yeah, you know, I don't you know what I'm saying. I don't give a fuck for real. <laughs> right. And the crazy yeah. part about that was that the interviewer, Torre, he basically threw him an alley-oop. And he was like, his face was so dumbfounded when R. Kelly re- replied, well, define teenage. <laughs> he was like, nigga, what? Uh, anybody underage? Like, uh, what are you talking about? <laughs> Nigga, you know exactly what I'm talking right. about. Like, this, this is how <laughs> I used to think it was just R. Kelly had money so he could say what he wanted to say. But then I found out this is how dumb R. Kelly was. Mm-hmm. He didn't care. Like you said, he gave him a holler you. And he didn't even catch that. He was like, define teenage. Because you live it on our own, and ain't nobody taking care of it. Then, and I, I mean, I should be able to fuck the pussy if I take care. Of it. Like he was I mean, on some weird shit. Like yeah, like he's like no R. Kelly. That's not how life works. Right. <laughs> right. You're fine, teenagers. That I always fuck with it. Yeah, yeah. That was definitely. And, uh, he definitely gives classic interviews. Yes. He definitely does. 
Um, another one was uh, that Diane Sawyer interview with Whitney Houston. Remember that? Hashtag uh, crack is whack. No. Oh, yeah, I do remember that. I, yeah. When she was saying, you know, uh, crack was a, a cheap drug or some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was like, I make too much money to ever smoke it. Let's get that straight. Yeah, well, you was on crack that day because you were definitely lying. <laughs> That's where her voice went. Because she smoked yeah, Exactly. You know, R.I.P. You don't lose your voice, Norton, uh cocaine. Right. So, that was a good one, too. So, yeah, so that was, those were good ones to reminisce on. Um, I think the, uh, the illest ratchet moment with, uh, in black history was, uh, uh, shouldn't even be black history because he just wouldn't, the day that he stopped claiming himself. The day that, uh, that, um, Tiger Woods, he got all this money from being the nigga that played golf and then got on TV and said, I'm complacent. Mm. Yeah. I thought that was, I, that, that's a, that's a ratchet moment in nigga history because, how you know, like that was the uh, first time I knew athletes exploit the shit out of us because that nigga got all the money in the world, all the controversy in the world, all that money from Nike, and then turned around and was like, "Shit, I don't even consider myself being black." Right. So that was a slap in the face it for really every was. nigga that picked up a golf club. It really was, it, especially because he was meaning so much to the black community at the time in the world of because before him we really didn't fool with golf and golf didn't fool with us like there was some there were some golf courses that still at that time was not allowing black people there you know so he was like literally breaking down the doors for us and then for him to go on tv and come up with this word it was just like okay I'm complaining. Yeah. Nigga, your daddy is a black drunk. You are a nigga. <laughs> Contrary to how you feel, that's what the world is looking at you at. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, the beautiful thing about us niggas, you can talk about us, say whatever. We're all born faster and stronger than anybody that we fucking know. And I'm going to just keep it 100 with anybody. I'm going I'm to pat myself on the back on that shit. And you were born with a talent, my nigga. All of us were born with talents. Like, as far as physical strength, um, uh, mental capacity, all that shit. Why you think niggas go 20 years in the hole and don't lose their fucking mind? Mm-hmm. For you to know that you have this in you because your father was instilling this shit in you. Like, your father was telling you, you were supposed to be the person that builds everybody together mm-hmm. as a black man. In this little thing called golf, regardless of him, his father being abusive and being a drunk and all that all other shit, everything's coming out now, but he was telling you that you were supposed to change the game. You were supposed to blend everybody together because you as a black man had the talent to do it. For you to turn around and renounce your throne? Basically. He, he never got his black card back from me. I didn't give a fuck how many white porn, uh, porn and dirty bitches he fucked. Cause, you know, 
We all know that nigga that fuck a lot of bum ass white bitches. <laughs> I don't give a fuck how many bum ass white bitches he fucked. He never got his card back. Wow. Okay. <laughs> he fucked plenty of bums. The nigga was fucking the bitch for my hop, wasn't he? Um, I, I mean, fuck out of here. This bitch make what five seventy five an hour? They weren't on his level. I I will say that they were definitely not on his level. You worth half a billion, you and you fucking a nigga that don't even make minimum wage. Like yeah. you ruined your. You whole could have a nigga card, but I'm not giving it to you. He ruined his whole marriage off of some stuff that was. Not even up to par. Awesome. Fucked up porn bitch. Like yeah. it'd be a difference if he, if he if he got caught with some bad porn bitches. Yeah. He got caught up in some bitches that you know down the pipe. They gonna fuck around and start fucking dogs and shit. Like you got <laughs> you got you got caught with the porn bitches that do whatever to pay the bills. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> That's tough. That's tough. Yeah. So. That was such a, a ratchet moment. Yeah. That nigga. Yeah. Yeah, that, that definitely was. Um, yeah. Yeah, so those are a few moments and ratchet moments in black history. Um, moving on. which she has made several ratchet moments in her career in black history Wendy Williams did you get a chance to watch the movie and the documentary I did I did watch Wendy Williams documentary and I did watch the movie so what are your thoughts my thoughts is she really loved her ex-husband because um Instead of saying she, he was out here like uh, beating up that boy pussy, she she said he just started being flamboyant and weird. Oh wow, that that was your takeaway. <laughs> Did you watch the movie? I watched. Did you watch the movie? Now we all heard these accusations. I watched. But she it, yeah. like more and more, he became he started being more flamboyant and more weird. Like, that's saying he started being around a lot of these niggas that give up that boy pussy. I didn't take it. He's already been caught with this group. I did not take it that way. When she said that, I took that as she was saying he just didn't give a fuck no more. Like, before when you cheat, you try to hide in and shit, and then you just get to a point where it's just like, fuck it. You know what it is. I know what it is. So it's what it is. That's how I took it. I mean, I guess you're trying to get a man a benefit of the doubt. The thing is, I guess you could take it like that if the lady was uh more brought into the light. Mm-hmm. Even, I mean, the chick even had his baby. Yeah. She wasn't brought out to the light. The nigga that accused that nigga of raw dogging him in the middle of a fucking pool a party was the nigga that got brought out to the light. So I'm just gonna go with uh my common sense and say 
the chick he was fucking, he was just paying her off. You know, he was paying her off after he found out she was pregnant. He was uh, doing some weird shit, and one of them niggas came full. Nah, I don't think that's necessarily true with old girl because it hit it hit the blogs real heavy with the girl, and then come to find out he had been funding her life for years, way before she got pregnant the first time, because I think she was pregnant before, before she got pregnant with this kid, and had this kid, so like the Daily Mail blew that shit open when they went to the house that was just a couple of minutes away from his house with Wendy and saw his name on the mailbox so that that shit got blew out then and that's when um she had came on tv and was like everything's good in hunterville i'm the one with the ring blah 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 blah. so they was like in a full-fledged relationship for years like i think it was like 10 years at that point like that girl was around a long time so now that other stuff yeah that stuff came out too that that girl been around i said that other stuff with that boy yeah, that came out, or that man, that came out too, but that girl was around for a long time. So. That girl was around for a long time, facts. But at the same time, she kept on saying he always had a spot for him in the feathers. See, I look at the inner lining of what people say. I don't know what I'm saying. I don't, I don't try to just look at the faces. I look at the inner lining. She kept saying he always had a spot for him and his mans. The smoke blunts. Yeah, and that's the same place that Charlemagne said that he stayed at when he came from North Carolina to work for them. So they just had that extra spot. I guess that was like the chill spot, like the man cave spot. But extra shit was going on in that spot too, so. We already know how extra Charlemagne is. Yeah. Not to say, I ain't, I ain't saying, uh, Charlemagne done been with a dude or any of that shit, but he do a lot of shit that speculates him into doing a lot of shit with dudes. Anytime you get your ass and your nuts for your homeboy at a radio station, it's because somebody's used to you doing that shit. Yeah, that was like the weirdest shit ever. And I don't even, like it wasn't even funny. Like, I didn't even understand the point. There's nothing funny about this shit. Yeah. I did not understand the point in that at all. You said I'm doing it for a joke. That's just like, you know, uh, Janet Jackson on uh, Why Did We Get Married? She believed it was a joke pulling the fag out of the motherfucking, uh, excuse me, because I don't want to disrespect nobody when I said that. But um, pulling the uh, the gay dude out of the uh, the cake at the nigga's job, she thought that was funny. That Mm -hmm. ain't funny. That, you know what I'm saying? That's ruining my motherfucking social life if I'm supposed to be some uh, person that, you know what I'm saying, that's a homophobe or something like that. Yeah. So it's like, none of that's funny. That's a, that, that, that's your, you're telling uh, people that I'm of that lifestyle. And when Charlemagne did that shit, you put yourself and DJ Envy as being part of that lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't give a fuck how, how many jokes I play. I'm not sending my brother my ass and my nuts. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, period. I, just, I, I, I don't think none of that would be funny. And the brother I have will probably shoot me in the goddamn face if I did some <laughs> shit like that. Yeah. 
yeah, that that was just weird. It was weird. It was random and pointless. Like, I mean, they they joke here and there about that on air, but the general public ain't really privy to whatever kind of inside joke they have to where that would have been appropriate. So, even if, even if it, even if it was a big inside joke. They shouldn't have did it on air because we don't get it. Exactly. Because both of y'all have been caught up in some suspect shit. Mm-hmm. So why play that joke to each other on the air when y'all ain't never, neither one of y'all cleared up y'all suspect shit? Yeah. Yeah. Like, DJ Envy got caught with them dildos and shit. He didn't clear that up. He did? He didn't. No, I'm talking about he got caught with dildos. Yeah, the nigga got caught getting on a plane with like dildos and shit. <laughs> Hell no. To play with him like that when everybody already said you suspect anyway, Charlemagne. Mm-hmm. It just it, it, it ain't doing nothing but putting fuel. It's not a joke. It's putting fuel to the fire, saying, "Yeah, look at a uh, look at us playing with y'all, but being for real." That's how I looked at it. Right, right, right. But this ain't about them. I ain't gonna fuck with my homeboy like that. Yeah. And if I got caught, trust me, if I get caught with a dildo, that shit is strictly for my girl, and she gonna vouch for that shit a hundred percent. Yeah. Well, well, let's hope that it doesn't get to that point where you gotta explain why you gotta do. <laughs> is that like what's the point? Like, how's that in your bag, my nigga? Right. Right. Like my girl's toy, I'm not I'm not putting my girl's toys in my bag. Right. Like that's her bag. Like, like we gonna play with them toys, but that shit going in your bag. Like that I didn't I didn't get it. maybe she was overweight and she was one dildo too much too too heavy. I don't know. Maybe it was one dildo too heavy. That nigga had to carry the rest up. <laughs> And where were they going that they needed fifty eleven dildos? <laughs> if your girl, if, if your girl needs that many dildos, you might as well just break up, dog. Cause it ain't. I mean, for real, it ain't even no point. Oh my god! Like it if you got that many dildos, then you, as a, a, a with, with whatever you got, is not working. <laughs> it's not. It's not. Uh... It's not going to trick. Oh, like for real, I would second guess everything if one day I came in this motherfucker and it was like some weird ass suction cup, uh, uh, corn, whatever the fuck these new age weird spike dildo. I'd be like, man, not what the fuck? Like I can't do nothing for you because I that is not coming out of my dick. Like not never. Time out. Spike dildo. I mean, oh shit, yeah. Cousin, you are so. Um, <laughs> I'm so a virgin. Oh my god. <laughs> you, yeah, you are so a virgin. Like you need to look some shit up. There's some shit that'll make you be like, damn man, what the fuck is wrong with these girls' vagina? <laughs> Dude, I'm not putting nothing spiked nowhere but my drink. I'll spike a drink, but that should be spiked, bumpy. All sorts of shit. Like I'm, I'm like bumpy dicks. Like damn, who the fuck like bumpy dicks? 
sorry to that, but like, God damn. Some weird shit out here, man. It really is. That's going too far. That's going way too far. Anyway, that's what I, what this is about. This is about Wendy Williams. so um for it let's start here for it to be a lifetime biopic they did a good job they really did you know um i think one of the reasons is because uh wendy williams was really hands-on with it i think so too i think so. and she uh she touched the, the the good the good points the points that people wanted to hear because right. um you know we I don't want to hear about you know what I'm saying your at home problems for real and she kind of did steer away from that she just yeah. kept it fully uh uh on the controversial shit I think because of the fact that she works in the field that she works in and the way that she does it she knew what we wanted to see. You know, she had to do a little bit in the beginning because we already know how her um, family dynamic was and it had to, we had to see the whole thing about her being fat as a kid and her weight issues and how, cause that's what um, the blueprint was for how she went through all this stuff as an adult in regards to her weight. So, so we had to see that, um, and then that was just it. Like, we didn't really need to see nothing else from her early life. So, um, I appreciate it. Like, for the, especially because of the um, time frame that they did. Because, like, Wendy's in her 50s. So, we just did 50-something years in a movie with commercials. Yeah. A two-hour movie with commercials. We just spanned it 50-something years. So... I feel like because they that because of the time frame that they did, that they did it very well, um, and I do believe that because of the fact she was very hands on, that that's the reason why it came out as well as it did. Because even with um, those other biopics that they do, when they are hands on, the people that they're talking about is like they're hands on as far as a consultant is, but not. But not um, detail oriented. So, yeah. So I feel like they they did a very good job. You know, because the oh, bar. Oh, let's just be real. Give, me a, brief, give me a brief moment, because I gotta okay. use the restroom. Okay. Hey, people, I gotta use the restroom. This is what happens. You know, bam, slide, baby. Fuck what you talking about. See. <laughs> but, um. Yeah, so basically what I was saying was that with the time frame that they chose, they did a really good job um, with telling us what we wanted to hear. So, if anybody has any thoughts in regards to it, you know, leave it in the comments. Let us know, um, especially like on anything that we have talked about, you know, um, on YouTube, leave it in the comments and let us know your thoughts on anything that we've discussed this evening. Um, also, you know, you want the ones that are listening on Apple Podcasts, you know, you can go on ahead and leave us a five star review. Um, any five star reviews that we get 
we'll go on ahead and read them on the air. So, it's going to be a couple more moments. Okay, we're back. So, um, back on Wendy Williams. Um, yeah, so do you have any other thoughts in regards to the movie and the documentary? Uh, shit, well, I think the movie was uh, pretty good, except uh, I do... Um, <laughs> I do think they really disrespected Charlemagne for uh putting that dude like that that dude was like ninety. Like <laughs> Charlemagne was like nineteen, twenty years old when he jumped on a wave when he so this nigga had grandpa uh he had that grandpa booty face. Like there's no way in the world that should that nigga should have played Charlemagne. They disrespected the shit out of that yeah. man. Yeah, they did. That was that was pretty that was that oh was pretty God, bad. Man. And they, they ain't grown here since 1987, man. They was spot on with Wendy and her husband. Mm-hmm. But that that damn Charlemagne, that was funny. And then this is the crazy part because they had one of the best in the game as the casting director. Leah Daniels, Lee Daniels' sister. Yeah. She's like one of the best in the game. And yeah, <laughs> so um, I think that's the only thing that was laughable, like ridiculously yeah, that was, laughable. That was fucking crazy funny. Yeah. Now I will say this: um, in regards to the documentary, um, it was very good. They talked to a lot of people in her life. They went into details about stuff that was going on and whatnot um, that the movie couldn't touch on. So I appreciated that. However, with the documentary, it was a lot of crying and stuff, which Wendy, when they, um, cause they, they premiered it on, I want to say that was January 30th and that was a Saturday and that Monday, that Monday and Tuesday, they showed reruns of Wendy because there was like a ridiculously bad snowstorm. So they couldn't get there cause she tapes her show live. So Wednesday, when she was finally able to record the show, she was talking about how bad the crime was. And she was, and she cleared it up because she was like, it annoyed me. But she cleared it up and she was like, it was right after the breakup. Or maybe right after the divorce was final. So the time. And I get it. You can tell. Yeah. Yeah. So she's like, she's like, I'm, I'm, I'm good now. You know, so because I because watching it, you can definitely tell because because I was like, she's either still fucked up or this was right after one of the two. And I was just like, I just hope that she that this happened right after, because for it to be this long and she still fucked up the way that she was in that uh, documentary that I was like, that's pretty bad. She need to go sit on somebody's couch. So. But yeah. That's, that's, that, yeah, that's, that shit, um, it, it, it really, uh, showed you that, like, that, that was in the beginning of everything, because 
if you could tell, like, because she was trying to downplay him in the documentary. Like, she didn't never try to downplay him in the movie. But she downplayed him in a documentary because she was hurt, hurt. Like that, that I, like you said, I think that was one of them things where it was like finally finalized and it was over. And she was just like, she was trying to big up herself. And the only way she could do that is to talk about how foolish this nigga was to ever do the best shit to her. Yeah. 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 I, it was, he was, he definitely was a piece of work. He definitely was a piece of work. And that's just sad that you can pretty much have the world at your fingertips and still be fucked up because of a man. You know? Man. Yeah, but but I mean, if it, it seems like she's she's coming into her own now, and she she's good for the most part. I mean, you still gonna have moments where she might say something, you'd be like, oh, you know, she, she has those moments here and there where she'll bring the shit up, but for the most part, she's, she's coming into her own, so just best of luck to her, you know, I'm still a fan, been a fan since Radio Wendy, um, cause she, she's definitely still don't give a fuck about it. Huh? Still don't give a fuck about it. <laughs> but, you gotta give it to her, like, she, She's a pioneer in that in that game, you know. That is a fact. Yeah, yeah. She's a legend. You, you got to give her her flowers. She's definitely a legend. Um. Who who do you think they raped there? Oh, that came out. Um, this dude, his name is Sherrick. He was a one hit wonder, and he died in 1999. Yeah. And she didn't know he died till she started talking about the um, rape. So, what song did he have? Nigga, you ever heard of a Sherrick song? Um, he had one song. Let me see if I can pull it up. But yeah, he had one song. Uh, hold on. Let me let me Google what the name of that one song is. I wanted it to be somebody so relevant to this day, like, but not relevant like that, but like, you know, like, uh, minuscule relevant, like still do shows and shit like that. Uh, yeah. I wonder, like, I really wanted her to be like, Tony Terry fucking date oh raped me. And I'm like, what? <laughs> no, I, I would, I would die if she said some shit like that. No. Exactly, because you put it out there like it's going to be somebody that everybody be like, man, what the fuck? So I was like, in my head, especially when they pulled out the name, I was like, man, maybe it was Tony Terry. Like, I don't know why I thought Tony Terry, but the guy looked like Tony Terry to me. Yeah. Um, He does favor, but I mean, a lot of a lot of men look like that back then. So True. True. I gave it to Tony Terry. I was like, let me find out this nigga Tony Terry that they raped the shit out of Wendy. We not gonna put that on Tony Terry. We not. They, they, we not. I just thought. Oh, God. No, we're not. We, no. He is innocent in this. We not gonna do that to Mr. Tony Terry. Alright. 
let's see. Let's pull it up. But the song was called Just Call. And uh, it reached number eight on the Billboard R&B charts in Okay, guys, sorry about that. We have a little technical difficulties going on there, but here we go with the song, um, Share It. It's called Just Call, and here it is. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, that was that. 
Yeah, I always wondered. I was like, man, who was the dude at Daybreak? Because, one, I felt like that was really crazy because um, uh, she emphasized on it, but I don't really think she really, um, because I guess it's just Wendy Williams, man. And, you know, a lot of people, uh, a lot of people have a, a good armor. And I think she has a lot of good armor on her for that not to be traumatizing because that is crazy for real life. For it, uh, for it to happen like she said it played out, that could have ruined her from a lot of men for the rest of her life. So, um, shouts out for her to being strong enough to know that um, that wasn't going to uh, define her. Because right. a lot of women get will easily get caught up in that, um, I guess, that, that, that hole where they get date raped or raped and they'll... Uh, they'll start having that mentality that, you know, they can't be touched by another man. Mm-hmm. So, you know, kudos for her to having that, having that willpower to move on and, and, and know that everybody wasn't like that because every guy ain't a rapist, man. And I, I hate to sound like that, but I'm just one of them people that, that always says that because I'm a guy. So when I hear crazy shit, I'll be like, every nigga ain't like that, man. Fuck that shit. No, everybody, every man is not a date rapist, but that was, I mean, that was pretty, pretty intense, that scene in the movie. It, it was. It went from zero to 1,000 in just a matter of a couple minutes. Yeah. At the same time, playing devil's advocate. Okay. At the same time, young Wendy, if you know this guy's got um, the number one song and wherever the fuck you at at this time, and he tells you, we're going to go to a party, but I'm going to go to my room first, and then you see him come out in his drawers, you have to know he's about to fuck you. Not even that. Not even that. You have to know he's about to fuck you. And, like, maybe you was one of them, like, because I ain't going to downplay this because this, this shit happened. Maybe you was one of them, like, okay, I suck his dick, but then we got to go. Like, you know, all that comes to play because a lot of niggas get on some shit. I, I'm going to have to touch the pussy. I'm not saying he didn't violate you. What I'm saying is you had to understand at one point that that's what you were there for. That, that that whole, I was nervous, that I was going to be some R&B singer's girlfriend. You know good and damn well you wasn't about to be his girlfriend. You know good and damn well when he came out in that town that you was either about to fuck or you was about to leave the room. He wouldn't have, a motherfucker that, that, that say, oh shit, this ain't my party, because I ain't saying it doesn't happen, but motherfuckers that do their diligence and be like, this ain't my party. They go. To, they they look and see where that door is. They go to that door first. But the way that it played out on on in the movie, it looked like she didn't even get that opportunity. She did it. You know, she she had at least a minute and a half because he stood there at the top first. If you see a nigga in a towel and you talk about the party and he like, I ain't thinking about the party. You start looking for the door. Yeah, I ain't saying you gonna. You I ain't gonna. I ain't saying that you know you gonna get up out of there. 
but you're gonna look for that door and you're gonna try one thing i know about uh uh celebrities if it get to the point where you know it get loud in that hotel room they stop being on that shit they don't want to go to jail yeah yeah you got loud for that motherfucker he'll stop yeah, it just, I just don't want, I don't want to get into that bag of trying to victim blame. I don't want to victim blame either. I'm, yeah. I know it's like I am, and I'm sorry. And that's not me gaslighting what I just said. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm just, I, 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 I'm, I'm one of them advocates for Bill Cosby too. Like, I understand he did rape some bitches, but he didn't rape Paula. He didn't rape Paula, right. Right, you know and I saying? get that. And I get that, and I and I do, I do um, understand the point of you have to like take some accountability for certain things because they were saying that even to the people with the Harvey Weinstein situation because he because he was getting them to their room too or to his room too you know and um, and some people would be like oh well why would you even go to the room in the first place and all that kind of stuff but. It's just if you thought you was gonna advance your career, like that's is where Harvey Weinstein. My thing was, I'm sorry to even cut you off on that, I know but you. Uh, they 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 thought they were going to advance their career, mm-hmm. so they were going to do whatever. Not saying that that's still not victim mentality, and you still should be charged for that because anytime you put a pigeonhole on a game where it becomes a sexual matter, then you should be accosted for that because that's wrong as fuck. Yeah. But motherfuckers to get there because of their talents, not because of they such a dick. So they got automatically you know, got automatically a role on this next move. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that shit, I can understand how motherfuckers is trying to throw the book at Harvey Weinstein because um that was like rape on a mental level. Cause that was yeah. you'll never be a star without me. Right, right. Right, but like, but like with that whole the way that it played out in the film, and um, we don't know if it if that's how it actually happened in real life. Like they could have took some um, creative liberties with that scene, but it was like it to me. It didn't even seem like she had the opportunity to say no, even though. What did you say? I'm okay. All right, I, I, I can't. Mean, I'm, I'm though, sorry because I don't want to like judge you on that. Because I'm, I can see, I can see her being like, "This is not about to happen." Like just, just being in denial of reading the room. You know what I'm saying? Like in hindsight, yes, absolutely. Disney come out the bathroom in just a towel. Of course, you would think that in hindsight, and I think in real life he came out the bathroom naked. But I can definitely understand why somebody would be in denial on what what is about to happen. And you know what? And I was I was trying to I was about to uh, uh, try to fault you on that, and I was trying to I was about to give you a defense on that. But at the same time, I was giving you a defense. I was giving defense from the thought of how a man thinks. And like, like that's why I said I apologize because you, I, I stopped me away thinking like, you know what, I can, I don't understand, I, I I couldn't understand how a woman would think at that moment. Yeah. You know, and you know, 
even thinking it, even thinking like that, I'm like, shit. I just uh I just be I be worried about the victims because it's hard to explain that to a man. You know, because yeah. a man is automatically gonna be like, man, shit, you should have because they're gonna think like what would happen if it was me. Right. 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 And they feel like them putting out the signs instead of just flat out saying what they came to do is is sufficient. But if you're there to do something totally different, I can see why you would think this ain't legit about to happen. Like I can I can definitely see why one would be in denial. Especially because of how it was set up. Like they were supposed to go to an industry event. This is an industry person who like probably really needs to be at that industry event. You know what I'm saying? Hell yeah. So I can understand him being like, okay, let me go home. He probably had on the same clothes he had on all day. So he probably was like, let me go take a shower and get dressed right quick. You know, where was she going to go? She was going to go in the room and wait on him. I, I get all of that. Then when he come out the bathroom with just the tile, with the, just the towel, I can definitely understand why she would be like, this is awkward, but maybe he forgot to bring his clothes in the in the bathroom. Maybe he just came out to get his clothes right quick and then go back in the bathroom and change. Like, I, I can see, definitely see why one would try to make excuses for the situation, try to be in denial for the situation because they just really legit don't think that this is about to occur. And then when it really clicks what is actually going on, you're trying to say no, but he ain't. At this point, he's pulling her panties down and he's not giving her an opportunity to say no. You know, so. Yes, in hindsight, I, I get it's it. Funny because I, but, me, I'm thinking more like, yeah, if that shit happened to me, I, I would turn right into a old girl off a fucking players club and be like, uh-uh, I came here to dance and that's it. Right. Like, I don't but I like I said I don't I don't know what I'm saying I don't know like like cause explanation you just gave me is you tried to rationalize that man at every point until the very end yeah. when you knew it was wrong. Right, right, right. Because because you because you really will be in denial that this is legit happening, and you think that you know somebody. You know what I'm saying? You think that you know somebody. Especially, and that and that probably falls along the lines of date rape. You think that you know somebody, but you legit, legit was not trying to have sex. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And you think that you know somebody enough to trust them, to be around them, and you're really like, I cannot believe this is happening. And it's too late because it's, it's already crossed that line. And now I'm trying to reverse it, and I can't. You know, so I, I, I get why that would occur. It's unfortunate, but yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm just thinking as a man, like what I like, because I know as a man, what it is for shit that you can't say. Yeah. You know, but I don't know what it is for shit that you can't say, but also as a violation. You know, so, you know, and I'm sorry that we got on this level, 
yeah. you know, audience. But like, I'm just, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just one of them things because I, I, I don't, I never want to say that I tried to, um, uh, villainize the um, victim, mm-hmm. but I always had another rebuttal. Yeah. You know, and then in these quick two seconds when I, you was explaining and I was about to say something, but I, I also heard what you were saying. It like stopped everything that I was thinking like, damn though, wait a minute because you were thinking like a guy. Mm-hmm. And so right. I'm like, damn, man. That shit's crazy because What happens when you um when you know you're a victim, but you try to justify your villain? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. Because because right. that's what I do. I yeah. I know even with you, like you was justifying everything until the end. So I'm like, damn, what is it like to actually try to justify your villain? Right. Right. Like that, that right there is just a hard thing to swallow because that's something y'all naturally know how to do. Until it's just too late when you be like, no, he's just totally wrong. Right. Right. I mean, and that, that can fall along the lines of people that are being abused physically in a, in a um, relationship. You try to justify it and be like, oh, well, they had a bad day. Oh, well, I did this and I knew they didn't like it for me to do this. Or I did that and that's an absolute no-no for him. Like, you know, you try to justify and try to take some of that blame off of them but no him busting you in your mouth is completely wrong i don't give a damn what happened you know what i'm saying but right that's just just how it is you know unfortunate but that's how it is it so. is it'd be like i remember i grew up with an auntie that used to tell me that um if my uncle didn't hit her in the face he didn't love her and that that's a horrible mentality to have but it's not an uncommon yeah, and that's unfortunate. You know? Let me take that lot back because I don't mean it to be like in a fake, but she used to she used to literally say, "If he didn't hit me, then he didn't love." Mm-hmm. Right, 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 because they look at it. You're you're getting an emotion out of them. You know what I'm saying? And if you can get them to this point where they are exuding this big emotion, then that's acceptable, and that's not. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, we got it, this. Is a the, the issue we talk today is real serious. Like, right. wait a minute. Like, I even had an epiphany. Like, real shit, y'all. I had yeah. a whole life epiphany right here. Like, I really don't want to be the dude that just want to judge everything off of how a man's perspective is. Like, and I thought about that from actually just listening. Yeah. Just listen, my niggas. Just listen. Right. Right? It's crazy how that works, right? When all you gotta do is listen. Yeah. Shut up, man. You're not, you're not gonna like, come on, man. Nah, Don't make not, it seem like you just all the way fucked up. Nah, I'm not saying that at all. But I'm just saying, like, the fact that you came to that realization, that's awesome. It's just unfortunate that you're in the minority of coming to that realization that, hey, I'm thinking like a man. Maybe in this aspect, I should not. Exactly. You know. I said I can't. I, I just I I had to stop because I'm like, no matter what I say, I'm gonna forever think it's wrong. But why am I thinking it's wrong? But why am I trying to justify it? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and that's when I was like, because I'm thinking like a dude. I'm trying to, I'm trying to 
brought him in like, but wait a minute, she was dressed like this. Like, you know, yeah. like I was I was on some dude shit. Yeah. 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 And that and that that's that's the thing because people don't listen to one another. You know. And you gotta you gotta listen to one another. You gotta put yourself in their shoes in the situation. How would how do they how do you get here? You know? So but hey. That's a good thing. We got we got here. We got here. All right. Okay. Yeah. So Moving that, on though. Yeah. Move so on. that was Wendy Williams. We're gonna we're just gonna move on all together. <laughs> okay, so we've been off for a couple of weeks. A lot of things happen that raises the question, is it for clout? So gonna run through a couple of things and get our opinions the first thing that we can talk about is it for clout trey songs and this dick pic or this um sex tape that leaked do you think that that was for clout um uh disclaimer before we even go there Mm -hmm. because i haven't seen the shit but the shit is trending Cause I don't want to be on that Charlemagne shit, because um, Charlemagne was when I when I heard him talking about it, he was trying to deny watching it. I literally haven't seen it, mm-hmm. so I'm not gonna know. What I'm saying I can't say if it was uh, for clout or not. I don't know if it was leaked. I don't know. You know what I'm saying or anything. Um, my thing is, he just got off of this whole controversy. We're getting arrested at the at, at the Chiefs Stadium um, mm-hmm. because they was trying to tell him he was uh he was being aggressive towards top, uh, cops. They dropped the charges, but it's still around the world saying he was just aggressive to cops. So maybe it was uh, a smoke screen, like maybe putting my dick out there is a smoke screen, so y'all won't keep on thinking about this bullshit. That's where my mind's at. Okay. Okay, I, I'll give you that. Um, that whole shit that happened at Arrowhead, that was, that came and kind of went. Um, I don't think he lost any revenue or any popularity or anything like that for having that fight, regardless on what the fight was about. Um, I, I don't think that hurt him, um, career-wise. So I don't think. That if he did leak it, I don't think it was because of the the chief shit. Uh, I mean, you say that though, but um, I'm gonna ask you this: When's the last time you seen the Trey Songz concert? Um, his last tour, the Tremaine, and that was when? Tremaine the tour. That was in 2017. 2017. Yeah, and before <laughs> before 2020, that was his last album. So, um, exactly. Now, I will say this. Uh, in 2017, he did. There was a um a sex tape that had leaked back then. And then, I... Anybody that knows me knows I'm a so big... So, he got two sex tapes out? Yeah, he got two. Oh, this nigga is playing <laughs> everywhere. Now, anybody that knows me knows that I'm a big Trey Songz fan. I've always been a big Trey Songz fan, but now... 
think like for the past like ten years, I've been like completely infatuated with them. Um, but <laughs> but it's like I hate to say this, but I feel like he leaked it. I really feel like he leaked it, and because. Um, not to get too explicit, because I'm sure you don't care about the details, but it it's a positive. I'm just saying for what purpose. But hear me out. It's a first off. It's a positive sex tape on his end. Take that okay. how you want. The nigga got a big dick. <laughs> yes. So he trended. Okay. He trended right. literally the whole day when it leaked. Um, then, uh, few, a couple months ago or whatever, he put out that album. I don't think it really did too many numbers. I didn't necessarily care for the album. Some people really liked it, whatever. Um, but it didn't really make waves like his albums normally do. So you have that. Um, he got this OnlyFans now. I'm not subscribed to it, but I can assume what's going will on. Be. No, I'm I'm not paying for none of that shit. Um, oh, good, thank God. <laughs> but I can only assume what goes on his because he puts out little um little teasers on on his um Instagram. Um, they're mainly on his Instagram stories and whatnot. Then another thing. Um, which we're we're gonna talk about later, but the girl, Yummy from One More Chance. Now I don't know if you remember, um, in one of those uh, reunions, Chance and her was going back and forth, and he was saying something about how she be with celebrities on her OnlyFans. Well, apparently, who they're talking about is Trey Songz, because later on that day. She put up a video, or not a video, a picture of them two in the bathroom. She had on nothing but a robe. He had on nothing but um, some pants. And they were kind of like low. And um, she put in the caption, um, it's not Photoshop, y'all. And then when the shave room picked it up, they said that they, his, um, they had called her his um, rumored girlfriend or rumored like he's talking to her or something like that. So it's that along with a couple of other things. And she got an OnlyFans too. So with her, well, I mean, with those um, pictures going up, they both have OnlyFans. And I'm just like, okay, they're probably doing something on their OnlyFans. So it just seemed like it was like promotion or the OnlyFans stuff, or just promotion period to get people to to listen to his music or whatever. As far as like listening to his music is concerned, I mean, I started bumping all Trey Song stuff that day, so it worked on me. I didn't uh, I didn't necessarily uh, uh, play that new album, but I was playing some of his old it. shit. So, so it, you telling me this nigga pulled his dick out and he was like, I need to listen to his music. Yeah, legit. Like I, I played Trey songs. Wow. <laughs> I would only hope to have that reaction. Yeah. So, I'm sure 
out of all the people that saw the video, I'm not the only one that felt that way and started playing and shit. So, yeah. Um. Then when I started like like really watching like his IG stories and stuff like that, all he got is like bitches in bikinis and stuff and all these sexually explicit photos and whatnot that's on his on his IG story. So I'm like. I think he did this shit for clout. Like, I I legit think he leaked it himself, and he did it for clout. You know? I mean, he might have. He might have. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know. Yeah. Um, we'll never get the truth, because ain't nobody gonna really gonna be like, I did it for clout. Nobody's gonna say that, so. Um, moving on to little Uzi Vert. Now, he got that uh, $24 million diamond, pink diamond, implanted in the middle of his forehead. Do you think he did that for clout? Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. That was um, that was strictly for clout. And um, I know they were saying the whole thing about he was trying to uh, compete with South Money or whatever that dude's name is. Um, I don't think it was even that. I think he seen what was trending, okay. and he wanted to be the top of the top of that. Because when when uh, the dude Sauce did the shit, and I, I I really think I hope his name is Sauce. If it ain't, I don't I don't care. I don't listen to his music. Um, when he did that on his cheek, uh, Uzi already did that. So I think it was one of them things where he was like, "Oh, okay. So how can I top that?" Because Uzi already had diamonds in his cheek mm-hmm. before this nigga did this whole thing, yeah. and so I think it was it was uh, Uzi saying, "Okay, so how can I top this?" <clears throat> yeah, um, he's already the kind that you know, like you said, has the piercings and stuff like that in his face. So I just it could have been a one up thing. Or it could have just been something he legit wanted. I heard that he bought the the diamond back in 2017. And then he went live with um, Fat Joe like a day or two ago. Where he talked about um, him buying the diamond. And at first he was going to put it in a ring. And then he was just like, you know, um, that would be stupid to put $24 million in a ring. Because he'd be doing so much and then he looked down and he ain't got his ring no more. So he was like, can't do that. So it progressed into him making it a piercing. And he said he went back and forth with like people for a long time about how they can make this work with him putting that in his face. But yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not mad at it. I like Lil Uzi Vert, so I'm not mad at it. But to each his own. Um, next thing, Gorilla Glue Girl. The lady that put that Gorilla Glue in her hair. Um, I'm glad that came to an end. She got it out. Um, in Black History Month, she had um, there was a black doctor that volunteered his services for free um, to get it out. And she is free of the Gorilla Glue. Now, this has been a big controversy because it's been, people have been going back and forth online on if she did that for clout. What are your thoughts? I don't believe she did it for clout. I think she did it because she was stupid. 
I just really yeah. think she was a stupid ass lady. Like, I mean, I don't think she's stupid. I think that was a stupid decision on her part. Right. I mean, because you see, like, a lot of people were like joining in this cause, and um, at first I was just like, damn. Like, why is everybody, like, you know what I'm saying, jumping off this bitch mistake? But I realized all of them think um, stupid. Like, all of them are trying to do this stupid shit because they they think that's what made her. Mm-hmm. And I really do think her, um, in all standpoints, like, I, I think she made, a, uh, she made a stupid decision, but people got behind her. And turned that stupid decision into a fucking juggernaut. Because this bitch sells fucking hoodies and all t-shirts and all sorts of shit now. She does? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Like, she got the shit, um, what is it, uh, Stay Bonded? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, you can look this up. I'm not bullshit. Yeah. When I've seen her capitalizing on it. I was like, damn, this might be halfway as fake. She might have just did this for clout. But then, like, I started thinking, like, man, nah, I, I don't, because of how black women love their hair like that. Yeah. I don't think, you know what I'm saying? I don't think she did it for clout at first. I think, you know what I'm saying? I think she made a dire mistake, but then she turned it into a profit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't think she did that for clout either. Um, she's done interviews. She did one with TMZ. She did one with Entertainment um, Tonight. And just listening to her, I don't think that she did it for clout at all. But if she's capitalizing off of the oper- off of this um, surprise opportunity, then hey, I'm not mad at it by all means, you know. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm with you. I don't think she did it for clout. I just don't want her to make that same mistake, <laughs> which I believe she won't at this point because it's it's gone too far, you know. Right. So, um, but yeah. So those are those things. Um, next up is one more chance. Our beloved one more chance came to um an end this past Sunday with the fourth. Um, installment to the reunion. So, what are your thoughts of the season as a whole? I think the season was pretty dope. Like, I'm not gonna lie. I think the season was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that uh, the girls that were chosen, or the women that were chosen, were um, were a good pick for the first season. Um, I, I think they raised enough controversy. Uh, they all got a bag in particular. All of them are um, pretty secure in uh, whatever uh, social media platform that they uh, choose to be on. They are pretty secure in that. I just think it was a, a, a real cool business move. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was a real good business move for all parties involved. And they're coming back. You gonna watch season two? Fuck yeah, I'm watching season yeah. two. <laughs> I'm not even going to click on that. I'm, yeah. I'm definitely watching season two. Yeah. What I don't want to see, and I know I probably uh, 
piss a lot of people off. But what I don't want to see is another man giant. You know, I get it. It was cool for the first season and the ratings and all that. But you don't want to keep putting yourself in that limelight, though, uh, Chance. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm i an advocate for um, our uh, homosexual and lesbian and transgender and non-binary uh, um, people. I, I am with that. I am, I am totally cool with them. I have nothing but respect for them on every level. But I shouldn't have to include them if they're not a part of my personal business. Yeah. And like, if you continue to do that chance, man, you're, 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 you're putting yourself in a standpoint of not only will they question you, but we're going to question. He's been questioned since um, Real Chance of Love. They, and they probably questioned him on I Love New York as well. But I remember distinctly them questioning that on, um, Real chance of love. So, um, I feel like if he's not interested, then the production don't need to go that far. Cause I feel like I don't feel like he's into into um that. I feel like he's just strictly into women. But and I and I saw that a mile away that that was production that had Mangina on there. I think everybody did. Yeah, but it, it was the fact that he kept him on. And I and I saw that as production. I saw that as production, which he said in on the reunion that was production. You know, everybody thinks that at first, but then after a while, you start thinking like, "Come on, like yeah. once you punch my horse in the face, why are you still there?" <laughs> yeah, like they didn't even need no elimination for that, like. Yeah, like had that been on VH1, Peter would have been on VH. Peter would have been on Viacom's ass. You know what I'm saying? Like Peter would have been all up and through there. But um, that's all I'm saying. Like, yeah. come on, like, 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 make this make sense. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't even think they would have aired it if it was on VH1. You know. So, but um, yeah, uh. Yeah, I, I think they need to just keep it. If he's into strictly women, they need to keep it strictly women. You know, we you proved your point. You know, you got your point across. Let's move on. Exactly. You know, so um, but I feel like I feel like it was a really good show. Um, as far as the reunion is concerned, I think Jocelyn did a really good job. You know what I'm saying? She like really she That's really cool. she really leveled with them. You know. And then when they were talking about the fights and stuff like that, and she was talking to the other host, she and the other host brought up the fact like, how is it when you, because you've been in this situation before on your reunion in the past, so how is it looking at this from a host standpoint? And she was just like, you know, it was different when I was in it because it was just one me. She was like, on this stage, everybody is me. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, yo, she got a point. She got she definitely got a point with that statement, you know. So yeah, cause I mean, cause those fights were very, very, very intense. It was crazy. Um yeah. I really wanna uh 
highlight the fact that Cheeks, um, she is battling some shit that uh, that is really uh, way beyond anything that somebody uh, outside of a psychiatrist can help her out with. She was. Um, she looked possessed at a point. Yeah, like her the. The, the way her anger works, it's um, it is it is really gonna be hazardous for her, mm-hmm. like because, and I think I think it's fueled by like certain things. Like I really do think she's like on some other shit. Like I really do think maybe she do she maybe she do some drugs she ain't supposed to do. Maybe she you know what I'm saying drink more than she should drink. I didn't even really think that. I thought that. She was triggered. I thought that at first with with her and that old lady, but when I seen her snap out, when uh when uh Snack Mills said some shit to her, like cause you know motherfuckers just gonna talk shit on the stage. Yeah. The way I seen her snap out and like lose her, not only did she lose her shit, she got her ass whooped in the process. Yeah. So it's it's one thing to lose your shit. It's another thing to lose your shit, get your ass whooped, and still be that hot like you beat everybody's ass out there. Yeah. Yeah. Like that that shows that it's a problem. Yeah. That's that's what even more made me think that she was possessed. Cause, yeah, it's, cause just it's, the fact that they nobody could calm her down. Like they was literally telling her to stop. You're walking on glass. Stop. <laughs> like that was wild. That was wild. I was like, I was like, she had, she's gonna have to go and get that glass taken out her feet. Cause, yeah. Because she, she did, and it's probably not gonna be to the next day because she's not feeling nothing right now. You know. So, but um, shout out to the Zeus Network. Shout out to Jackie Long. Shout out to Ray J. Shout out to Princess Love. Shout out to Shout out to Ray J. Ray J yeah. is making so much money. Though. Yeah, like that was the production that we didn't know we needed. But we absolutely needed. Man. You know. Yeah. Shout out shout out to everybody over there at the Zeus Network, you know. They're doing they're doing big things and um one of the things they got um, the real Black China, that reality show. They ended up selling that to um, WeTV. So that was that was a dope deal to see something come from a streaming site to a um, cable network. That was dope. And on top of that, they got Viacom shaking in their boots because they didn't try to send Viacom a cease and desist in regards to all the VH1 personalities that they got coming over there. So so they doing they doing oh, something sure. right. Yeah. Yeah, they doing something right cuz you know they got that series the conversation. And then um what else? Yeah, the conversation they had Ray J and Princess on there. They had A1 and Lyrica on there. They had um Hazel E and Masika on there. So, yeah, they really got them um, shaking in their boots by sending them a cease and desist. 
And it's like, how are you going to get mad at Zeus? Why are you not getting mad at your talent? Why are you not trying to stop your talent or tell them to read their contract if it's going against the contract? But I think it may be some type of loophole in the contract as to how they can be on this show or on this streaming site and not get sued or breach a contract. But now they're they're coming after Zeus, so so yeah, so that's a a developing story, a story right there. But you know, and it's black on, so shout out, shout out to Zeus. Um, yes, Zeus is making it happen. Yeah, yeah. So next thing, <laughs> oh, so a couple of days ago. I was at work minding my own business and my coworker was like, my boyfriend just sent me this link. I am not about to be the only one that had to watch this. So watch this. So I was like, okay. And it was a clip of this song by this artist named Humpback Chunk. I'm back, song. And the song is titled Bitchy Mood. So, um, before we get to talking about it, did you did you watch it at all? Yes. Okay. So I'm gonna play a little bit of it now and then we can discuss. So let me share my screen. So give me a moment. Easy beat, man. Why are you acting like this? I'm so over it. Come on, fat chunk. Shit, I'll even take your bitch move. Nice. Come on, fat chunk. Baby, I'm with you. You and your bitch. Baby, I'm with you. 
way you bitch you move. Oh, damn, sure got it in two. The way you bitch you move. I like to fuck. I like to fuck. I make you just nut a slap on your butt. Damn, I just nut it. Your tongue on my clit. Damn, that shit hit. You're making me drip. Damn. I just nutted. I just nutted. She just nutted. I fucked her in the bathroom, going to public. What you talking about? I'm beating it out. Yeah, I hit the pussy. I ain't they were in the comments on YouTube talking about if you play it at this speed, it go. If you play it at that speed, it go. So I played it at two faster speeds because the two faster speeds actually do sound better than the original. So, yeah. That's it's why. still a stupid act. It's you a terrible song. Terrible. Horrible. Awful. Trash. Wax off. It's it's. it's God, that song is horrible. But it's hilarious. And it's going viral. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. This shit is everywhere. Yeah. So when I sent it to you, the, um, when was that, yesterday? When I sent it to you, yeah. did you already hear the song before I sent it to you? Uh, yes, I already heard it before you sent it to me. Okay. So, when you heard it, what were your initial thoughts? My initial thought was it was stupid as a motherfucker. Like, I, I thought it was a dumbass song. Like, real shit. Yeah. Like, I was just like, man, we got to stop letting everybody think they can rap. Especially our, um, our special needs community. <laughs> right. like I, get, you know, I get it, you know, you give everybody an equal opportunity on some shit, but hey man, we don't want to hear that shit from you. Like we, we don't want to do that, man. <laughs> we don't want to hear y'all. Like we are we got enough from autistic ass Chief Keith, man. We don't need nothing from y'all. Damn. Damn it, man. And that's not me downplaying Chief Keith, man, because Chief Keith has some hits. But I'm saying that's uh, that that's that's as far as we need to be, man. We don't need to be on no other shit with y'all. Like, we don't need a uh, humpback chunk. <laughs> you know, on her weird. It like, cause you remember at the end she tried to freestyle that shit. Is that what that was? Yeah, uh, I mean, she even admitted that it was like in the verse. She like this that freestyle shit, I'm, nigga. This. Hey, man, listen. I'm ashamed that one of the fat niggas on, on on the side of her had a KC hat on. Dude, not only did the dude have a KC hat on, but at the beginning of the video, when they got out the car, it had Kansas tag. So I was like, these motherfuckers are from Kansas. This some bullshit. Let me find right out this bitch from Kansas with this whack ass. Oh, but it makes sense. Cause did you hear that that new Battle Cat song against the baby? I don't even know who Battle Cat. Oh, uh, 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 not Battle Cat, Young Cat. Uh, 
Young Cat from Kansas, he made a song because, you know, uh, the baby said he was smoking on that Kansas City pack uh, at the Super Bowl. Yeah, because he was uh, going against Kansas City. Yeah, he don't like us. And I mean, understandable, man. We we did some, we we did some shady shit. Yeah. But um, uh, I understand why he don't like us. I, I just don't understand why niggas is bumping this uh young cat shit. Nigga, you from Kansas? Nigga, you not from Missouri? Like, you ain't got you ain't got enough. Like, if Rich or Tech didn't do it, like them them is the staples for our city. Even the popper, that's a staple for our city. Like if them niggas didn't say nothing, what what the fuck? What, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Like, <sighs> you know. but this is the same nigga that was calling himself like Baby Fat Tone or Fat Tone Junior or some crazy shit like that, man. Oh, uh, so he wanted to smoke, basically. Yeah, he wanted to smoke, but he ain't for what though? Don't nobody ain't, ain't nobody got time for you. Like it's, it's, your your bars are irritating at best. Your bars ain't nothing for to, to make a motherfucker go back and write some more to him. Yeah, yeah. So I just was like, "This is trash." And then I read in the comments because um, I was reading the comments on Facebook. They was hilarious. They compared that girl to the Mucinex uh, booger thingy. And I, I can see that. Yeah, I was like, they spot on with that shit. So then I was reading the comments on YouTube. Excuse me. And they were talking about, oh, it's going viral, it's going viral. Freddie Gibbs uh, tweeted it. So I went, to, I went to Freddie Gibbs' Twitter, and he did tweet a clip of the video. And he was like, what's her rapper name? And they came up with some of the funniest rapper names. Oh my god, it was hilarious. It was freaking hilarious. Let me see. I'm gonna try to pull pull up a couple. Well, her, her real shit ain't humpback chump. No, her real shit is humpback chump. But he just oh. was like, "What's her rap name?" And people came up with all kinds of rap names. Uh, let's see. Where, where are? Entree 3000. Entree. Entree. Chief Beef. 21 Sausage. 21 Sausage is hard. <laughs> Project Fat. Food Shiesty. Beanie Weenie Seagull. Maxo Cream Cheese. ASAP Rosie. Uh, let's see, a couple more. Um, MC Flappy Cakes. The fuck? Yeah. Um, Big Mucinex. Little Grimace. Uh, let's see. Pearl the Record Keeper. <laughs> <laughs> um, two chins. That's a good. One. Yeah, Jabba the trap. <laughs> Jabba the trap queen. Uh, 
uh, Rapper the Hood, Grease Thick Mafia, Breast, Thighs, and Chicken Wings, Lazy, Souffle Songs, ASAP Foodie, Edible Planets, Meringue Star, Big Bun, Missy Bellyett, Big, Big Mac Molly, uh, Project Patty. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, they had a field day. They had a field day. But, um, my coworker also pulled up another video of hers. She just ain't a good rapper, period. I mean, it, yeah. you hear the fucking song? Like, the song, it was nothing about that song that said it was good. No, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, but yeah, it was child. Huh, so that's that. Um, there are some reaction videos up on YouTube. So I haven't watched any of them yet, but I'm sure they're funny as well. Um, so yeah, that that's that's bitchy mood. So if she's from Kansas, the only thing I have to say is this. American people do not feed money into Kansas. Those Kansas people do not deserve anything. I'm on my Rick James. <laughs> you should never give them niggas money. Oh, man. Man. That was bad. That was so bad. Okay, so moving on to our final segment, which is the fucked up song of the week. Yes, my <laughs> favorite part of this segment. Yeah. Or this whole fucking podcast is the fucked up song of yeah. the week. And I feel like this particular um, selection is a gem. I feel like it's a gem. So. Um, she gonna be like me, y'all. Like, like how I feel like Anderson Park pop song was a gem. Uh, Milk and Honey. Uh, she feels this way about the Gautier song. Yeah, yeah. So it's Gautier. Um, somebody I used to. Somebody that I used to know, featuring Kimbra. Um, it was a ridiculously huge song back in 2011, I believe. Crazy huge. Everybody knew it. My mother, this was my mother's favorite song. It is? Yes. Okay, so I'm going to try to play this song and put up a disclaimer on the streaming site. And hopefully it won't get muted in some countries. But we're gonna we're gonna try it. We're gonna try it. So, but yes, the song came out um, in 2011. The video is amazing. So I would suggest anybody um, after you get done listening to us to go and listen or go and watch the video um, on YouTube. The video has like. 1.6 billion views. So yeah, 
This was a huge. You know Gautier ain't came out with no more music. He don't give a fuck. Yeah. Well, um, he tried after this song, cause you know he's um, he's not from here. And um, he tried a couple of a songs, and of course they didn't do nothing like this song did. So he ended up um, retiring from the music, and now he does something else in life. So, but you know, when you have a a song this huge, I would have quit too. Like, you can live off of this song for forever. You know, so I would have quit too. Um. But yeah. Gotta be like a junkie. There's gotta be one more hit. I got one more hit in. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm I'm not mad. So Okay. So what do you see? Okay. All right, so here's the song. Really, Glenn, 
So Glenn says, what is this shit? I can't get jiggy with this. <laughs> Bro, Glenn, that was a hit right. back when Obama first became president. Okay. He don't know nothing about that. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, let's go through the lyrics. Um, I have the lyrics pulled up. Give me a second. Love that song. Yeah, we can tell. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So. Okay, so the oh, lyrics. You put the lyrics up for real, for real. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we live, this song baby. means a lot to you. I freaking love this song. So, verse one. Now and then, I think of when we were together. Like when you said you felt so happy you could die. I told myself that you were right for me but felt so lonely in your company but that was love and it's an ache i still remember verse two you can get addicted to a certain kind of sadness like resignation to the end always the end so when we found that we could not make sense. Well, you said that we could still be friends. But I'll, I'll admit that I was glad it was I'm over. Glad that it was over. So, thoughts so far? I mean, um, for me, ever since I heard the song, like, I just, I always remember the lyrics. The lyrics was always this, um, him knowing that the relationship that he was in was coming to, it was always inevitably going to be over. Like, he knew mm-hmm. that, like, he knew it as, um, as as much fun he was having at that moment. He knew it was not going to last at all. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it was, it was one of them things where he, he was just, he was waiting on the, uh, the uh the the truth that was always in the air that that, right. that this wasn't going to be with it. It, it wasn't going to be for him right right he was waiting basically for the other shoe to drop you know? yeah and uh it was like it was like you knew that this was not going to work out but you still wanted to be cordial and keep some type of connection to this person, even though the relationship stuff was just not going to work. And at one point, you thought that you had found the one. Like, it was it for you. You know, you was hanging up your jersey. Yeah. So, yeah. And you thought that it was, you you, you thought it was the one to the point where you thought that that um, even after the breakup, y'all would still be friends. Right. Like, like like in a verse, he said he admitted it, it was he was glad it was over, but it was just over with them like being in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So you you know, it wasn't over with the love, like you said. You know, 
that's the ache that he still remembers. Right. Right. So let's go to the court. <clears throat> but you didn't have to cut me off. Make out like it never happened and that we were nothing. And I don't even need your love, but you treat me like a stranger and that feels so rough. rough. No, you didn't have (laughs) No, you didn't have to stoop so low, have your friends collect your records and then change your number. I guess I don't need that though. Now you're just somebody that I used to know. Woo! Thoughts? Somebody! We ain't there yet. We ain't there yet. That's my favorite part. That was on the chorus. No, no. That's at the end. That was on the chorus, though. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I get it, though. Yeah, so what are your thoughts on the chorus? My thoughts on the chorus is, is, is exactly how what he wanted to say, but he was just putting it in a, a chorus. Man, fuck you, bitch. Like, like <laughs> for real, like, bitch, you ain't got to do all that old extra shit. Like, for real, like, okay, we ain't fucking with each other no more. Ho, you ain't got to play those games like that, man. Come on, man. You ain't had to cut me completely. I ain't got to talk to your friends to get shit that's mine already. Like, ho, who is you? You know that shit is real when you make like, your on, friends man. collect your shit. Like, like, for real, why, why make me feel like a stranger? Bitch, I was just raw dogging dick in you last week. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, this is what I should, like, I should I should have every right to, you know what I'm saying, to grab my belongings or, or, or have any type of cordial conversation with you without you treating me like I was a scumbag. Like, this was not a bad uh, fucking breakup. Like, the lyrics... Proven it wasn't a bad breakup, like so. How dare you? Like, come on, man, get the fuck out of here! Like, you so rid of me, like I'm that bad, ho. Oh wow. So Glenn says he needs to what? be toxic, like my guy Trey. She wouldn't pull that with Trey. <laughs> she wouldn't have never pulled that shit with Trey. Trey would have said, "Bitch, I kill us both." <laughs> I'm going to tie you to the ground. <laughs> well, like, let's not get on this. You know, my my most favorite fucked up song. Right. <laughs> it's got to be that. Come on. Right. We're going to get on that on another day, though. Like, lady, me and you should have a real life conversation about that Trey Song song. Because that right there is one of the most fucked up, realest songs I could ever think about in my life. Yeah. I used to sing that shit religiously. Yeah. And the nigga got pipes, don't get me wrong. I used to fuck people's heads up with that song. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We gonna we gonna do a classic episode to that song. So <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, Glenn says on We mama. should do it like another nigga too. <laughs> huh? <laughs> Gwen on mama. Right. <laughs> on mama's Gwen. <laughs> like real shit. Yeah. Yeah, we might we we might have to do something special for that song. But yeah, so, um, you know what? Honestly, <clears throat> I feel like before we even get to the other part of the song, um, I feel like this is a classic um, example on how 
men look at breakups and women look at breakups because it just seems like with men you guys are able to turn it on and turn it off you know what i'm saying women are not wired like that we can't just turn it on and turn it not all of us yeah but i'm talking about like when you're in like a real relationship and yes it may have been something that you just knew wasn't right and it had to end but to go back and try to be friends with that person just like immediately like that we not wired like that to where we can do that the i'm not speaking for every last female in the world but the majority of us, we can't just turn it on and turn it off like that. So I can understand why the girl was like, "Can a homegirl, can you go get my stuff from his house? Let me change his number because I don't need to have no kind of communication. I'm not going to call him, but I don't need him to try to call me. And blocking his number is not enough. So let me change my number. That way, he can't call me from his mama phone. He can't call me from his job phone. He's not going to know my number. I need to cut off all types of communications because if I see him, when I go get my things, I'm going to be back in a certain place that I I need to. You just don't jump back on the dick. That's all it is. Yeah, but I'm going to get back into that certain place that I'm I'm trying to recover from. You just say that. But what I'm saying is, is that I can understand why one would be like, can you go get my things from his house? Let me change my number. Because, and I cannot be friends with you. Like, I get why the girl went that route. Even though the breakup wasn't a fucked up breakup, but I can understand why the girl would go that route. And I can understand why the guy would be like, so you just gonna act like I don't fucking exist? Well, yeah, I'm going to act like you don't fucking exist because this is how I got to heal and recover from this situation. Because at one point, we was everything to one another. And now we know this shit is over. I got to heal. And I got to heal without seeing you. I got to I gotta act like you somebody that I used to know. So I get it. I get it. No, okay, I, I'm I'm like uh baby at this point. Are you finished or are you no? No. <laughs> okay, so we got another comment. Glenn says, "What you saying is you show up to get your shit and end up getting them cheeks clapped from the back. That that hate fuck be good too. Wow. And that's true, Glenn. But I'm not even gonna get on that, my dude. I'm gonna get on this shit right here. That shit sounds good." Until you actually need somebody that's going to do something for you. Like, yeah, sending your friends to get your records or sending your friends to get, you know what I'm saying, all that shit. Yeah, it's cool because I'm totally over him and I don't want to do anything. I don't want nothing to do with him. Bop, 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 All that extra shit until you get a flat and you ain't talked to no other nigga but me. Why you try to cut me off on some extra shit when at the end of the day you still need a man present? This is the thing. I don't understand. Um, it's one thing, you know, if they had back, you know, they you can have your daddy, you can have your brother, you can have your cousin or whatever the fuck. But if you ain't never fucked with them and you're going to call me on some extra shit anyway, why do I got to get cut off of everything? Like, why I got to get treated like the redheaded stepchild on everything else? 
But then you'll call me because I, I don't know what's going on. I, I tried to turn on my car and it sounds funny. Can you come help me out? Right. And and I'm with you on it. I'm this with is you all I'm saying. I'm with you on that. I, I, I'm totally 100% with you You cut me off you completely you gotta, you gotta and that's what it. girls don't do. They only cut you off when it's only convenient for them. Yeah. And that's where I'm like that's me, where me, I'm not off. that girl. Because maybe my, I look like I'm hot block blocking it. Though. Yeah, yeah. And that's what and that's where I differ from your typical girl because I'm not that girl that had to call somebody that I didn't supposedly cut off because I need help. If I got a flat tire, the first call I'm making is triple A. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna try to go through every avenue possible because what I'm not gonna do is call you. Like I I have been in a situation where I've had to act like this man is somebody that I used to know. And there has been several times where I may have, before he would come through for me in the clutch, and now I got to live life with trying to figure this shit out because I don't have that person to come through in the clutch. You know what I'm saying? So I got to figure that shit out on my own. Now I'm with you on that. You can't, you can't pick and choose when you want to fuck with somebody. If you got to cut somebody exactly. off. Right. If you got to cut somebody off like that. Right. And if you got to cut somebody off like that to the point where you got to act like that's somebody that you used to know, then you got to act like that's somebody that you used to know, period. Across every aspect. So I'm with you on that. I'm, I'm totally with you on that. You can't pick and choose on that. If you cut them off, you got to cut them off. Then that's just what it is. But anyway, so. So let's go to the other part. Um, okay, so this is... um. Verse three, um, now and then I think of all the times you screwed me over, but had me believing it was always something that I've done, but I don't want to live that way. Reading into every word you say, you said that you could let it go and I wouldn't catch you hung up on somebody that you used to know. What you thinking? Well, first of all, um, Miss Kimber's verse was fucking dope as fuck. Okay, cause she said she said, "Motherfucker, you got me it. fucked up." We were not about to play this game yeah, like you the it. fucking victim. We're not about to do this. Yeah, exactly. You like, let's put this? the icing on the cake on that. Right. Like all the shit that that nigga was talking. That verse right there said, nigga, you got a lot of backline bullshit on you. Right. Right. So, right. yeah, I do. I, I think her verse was really dope. I really love the part where she was like, um, that, uh, reading into every word you say, you said that you couldn't let it go. And I won't, uh, I wouldn't, uh, catch you caught up uh, or hung up on somebody that you used to know. Like, that's because niggas always eat their words. Mm -hmm. And like that right there was so dope to me because that was one of them things where she was like, uh-uh, hold up, nigga. Right. You you might have been on, on one one day when you was like, bitch, if you leave me, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to go do this, do this, do this, mm -hmm. do this. What the fuck you calling me for now? Right. Right. 
Right now you got a I problem. Thought that shit, I thought that shit was powerful as fuck. Right. Because, you know, growing up with a single mama, you, you, you seen her on the phone like, oh, nigga, don't call me now, nigga. Right. 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 And it was just like you wanted to have that energy. Well, keep that same energy. Now I'm following through with the energy that you put out there. Exactly. Now you want to come try to try to say something to me. Like, oh, well, you acting brand new. Motherfucker, no, I'm not. We already discussed this. This was how this was going to go down. Now you mad because I'm yeah, following through on my word. You put it in the air. Right. Right. I, I'm telling you, I absolutely love that part. And whoever's idea that was to put that in this song was a genius. A genius. Yeah. Because that didn't, it didn't, she didn't have to say a lot. She said enough. Right. Right. Because it, it ain't no words at this point. He had a whole two verses about yeah. how he feel. She gave you a couple of lines and shut that shit the fuck down. And that's it made because it, it made superior sense though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the it made superior because I was like, damn, I was like, ooh, all that shit he was saying. And she shut that shit down. And it can go vice versa. Yeah. Cause it can be a bitch just like that, and a nigga shut that shit down. Like, hold up, hope. Right. Don't know what I'm saying. Don't I get to act brand new now? Right. 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 Like this ain't no surprise to you. So don't don't be trying to talk to my friend when she coming to get my fucking records about how I'm treating you wrong. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, you know, don't get none of that extra ass. How, how she doing, man? She all right? Nah, right. nigga, don't worry about none like, of that I shit, nigga. Done nothing to her. She could have came and got her own stuff. Nah, fuck you, pussy, because I said I wasn't going to do it. We already said that this was how this nah. was going to go down. Don't get the acting brand new now. It ain't, even, it, it ain't even that you said it, though. It ain't even that you said it. Her verse made it clear that you, you know what I'm saying, that you was like, oh, shit, if you stop fucking with me, it's like that then. I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to hear from you. I don't want to be on none of that shit. Mm-hmm. So you did that shit, nigga. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? Her verse made that clear. That that them fucking eight bars she put out there made it perfectly clear that nigga, I'm only doing what you told me to do. Right. 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 So then <laughs> So then we go back to the chorus. Um <clears throat> but you didn't have to cut me off. Make out like it never happened and that we were nothing. And I don't even need your love, but you treat me like a stranger and that feels so rough. No, you don't have to stoop so low. Have your friends collect your records and then change your number. I guess that I don't need that though. But now you're just somebody that I used to know. Somebody! Somebody! I just had to get that off. Somebody! I just had, I had to. I'm sorry. Sorry for your ears, but I had to. Life wouldn't have been right. I'm mad. <clears throat> Somebody! Give it that flare, huh? <laughs> right. Me, me, me. Somebody! <laughs> uh, so, yeah. That is, like, one of my favorite songs. In this world that we live on, called Planet Earth, <sighs> any final thoughts in regards to that song? Um, 
And well, my final thoughts of that song is like, you know, actually know what it is and um, step up to the words you say to people. You know, you can't be one of them people that always backtracks on some shit that you up to the words you say to people. That song is uh, one of them things that uh, that uh, goes into the watch what you say narrative. Yeah. Because when you put it in the air, it is what it is. Right. Right. You know, all that you know, the, the cutting off and the and and the, the being in a relationship, not being in a relationship, and then being cut off and and you know taken away from your counterpart at that time, you know, either one of them have to watch the words they say because that'll either make them uh, want to come back or it'll make them want to stay away. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Those things are probably... Everybody say, um, sticks and stones are, uh, are break my bones, but words that never hurt me. People fail to realize that words are sticks and stones. Yeah. Words can hurt you way worse sometimes. Yeah. Like, like I said, words are are sticks and stones. And the thing about uh, the sticks and stones of words is they they not only hurt you you physically, they hurt you mentally, too. Yeah. And it sticks with you for a really long time. I was just having a conversation with a friend about that. That, um, like, if you talk to a kid, like, say, for instance, a kid does something wrong and you give them a whooping. But if a kid does something wrong and you tell them they stupid, what you think gonna last with them for the rest of their life? You know, if you, every like you don't hit them, but you tell them they stupid every time they do something that's less than smart. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. That's it's gonna stick worse. with them for the rest of their life. Not that whooping. You know what I'm saying. Like words hurt, and they can they can hurt way worse than a punch sometimes you know it really can so i mean we should all know i remember my mother um excuse me not my mother i don't want to downplay my mother my grandmother uh was uh used to tell my uh my mother my auntie uh my mother's twin and and then my uh my auntie that was uh my mother's younger sister to stop calling us bad you say that that all the time, like don't 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 tell them that they're bad, because then they're they're actually gonna start believing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, it's all on the words you say. Right. Yeah. So then Glenn says, the wrong words from the right motherfucker will make you flip the fuck out. Yeah. That's true. Fuck yeah. That's true. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Because right now, if me and my girl got into it, like we got into a heavy argument and she was like, you bitch ass, little dick ass nigga, I would treat her like Chris Brown treated Rihanna in that vein. I mean, in, in that uh, in that limo. You hear me? Some yeah. shit you just can't say to nobody. Yeah. Yeah. Some, some things are better left. Especially if you don't mean it. And they keep that shit, they gonna keep it for forever. 
forever. They're going to keep it for forever. But <clears throat> I will encourage everyone to go listen to that song. That song is amazing. Wish I could play the whole song again and play it on repeat. But I'm not going to do that. Song. I'm definitely going to play it when we get out. I'm yeah. not even going to lie to you. I'll probably play it again. Like, I played it before. <laughs> we got on. I'll probably play it again when we get out too. But um and it still go hard, like ten ten years later it still go hard. You know. That song just it just hit real different. But um exactly. Yeah, so that is episode twelve. You have any final thoughts? You know, uh... Jerry's final thoughts? I don't have any final thoughts. Oh, 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 shit. Let me say this. Just because you allowed me this platform to say this. <laughs> um, hey, everybody. Hold on. Before you say that, let me get this one more time in here. says, she can call me little dick because she'll suck it again. Just don't do it while we playing spades at my mama's house. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, check this out, Glenn. <laughs> That's all. It, it's all good. Real shit. Because she can call you that shit when it's just you and her. But and I'm saying in Chris Brown's case, he had a driver there. <laughs> you can't tell the driver Chris Brown can't dance. That nigga going to stuff a mud hole in your motherfucking back. <laughs> so if we're somewhere, <laughs> anybody, because they're just going to believe what she says. Yeah. They're not going to see. Like, I don't give a fuck if, if the driver seen this nigga moonwalk all the way to the car. If Rihanna say he can't dance, the driver in the end is going to be like, he can't dance. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Brown had to beat her. I'm sorry. I'm just devil advocate on that. He had to slap the shit out of her. Like, bitch, don't you ever disrespect me like that in real life. <laughs> don't you ever. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's why you can't shake leg pump pussy. <laughs> Beat this shit out of her if she say some shit like that. If she say, pussy one boy can't walk a chain shake leg, you beat the shit out that. Hey, no, no, you don't oh even God. fight that. You whoop ass at that point. Don't fight your manhood on that one. <laughs> 300 kick her down a well, nigga. Oh, my God. <laughs> Pussy ball can't shake leg. Like, nah, don't do that. Don't let that happen. I can't. <laughs> I simply cannot. But, okay. excuse me, because it, it, it's going off of what I was about to say right. in my closing argument. Okay. Jerry's final thoughts. Jerry's final thoughts. Hey, y'all. Um, Everybody know I'm a Patriots fan, but give it up anyway for my city for even going to the Super Bowl. Um. Please stop getting into these situations where you're losing friends over the Super Bowl loss. Everybody needs to be humble. That doesn't have nothing to do with uh, Mahomes, uh, Hill, Kelsey, or anybody that plays on the Kansas City Chiefs, including Reed and his son. Um, the situation with Reed and his son is crazy, especially with the car wreck and everything. But what I'm telling y'all is be humble enough to take this loss and just want to go back there next year instead of really losing y'all friends. I've seen a lot of people like really damn near going to fist fights over this. Like, do not. Well, why are we in a situation in our real life as grown individuals that we um 
we tag our, our pride and our uh, humility against something that doesn't even uh, pay us. They don't make sure our mama's cool. They don't make sure our sister's taken care of. None of that shit. We should not fall out over that, bro. If a nigga don't like the Chiefs, he just don't like the Chiefs, man. It is what it is. That nigga might have shot for you. You don't want to end a friendship over that. Y'all got to stop doing that. We're way too... First of all, we're fucking ourselves up, calling ourselves a, a town. We're a big city, and we need to represent that. And we need to represent as a city that we can stick with each other with uh, wins and losses. So let's not do that. I've seen a lot of people fall out in the past two weeks over this goddamn Super Bowl, and I ain't seen nobody from the Chiefs come to y'all neighborhoods and big y'all up for it. So let's just stop this. That's wild. Um, you know, <clears throat> anybody that knows me knows that I don't really do football, but I grew up in a household that was diehard Chiefs fans. That's probably the reason why I don't really do football. But, you know, I I um, support them, you know, big up them, proud of them, all that. However, the the um, some of these diehard fans are just mad annoying. They're mad. They're mad annoying to where I don't really do social media anymore during a Chiefs game. Like they're just annoying. But <clears throat> but yeah, I just recently had to tell one of my homeboys like in a conversation over the game. I was like, hey, bro. Listen, before we even get in this shit, because I seen how you doing with everybody else, I'm not gonna be nobody's bitch ass nigga. I ain't gonna be none of that shit through this whole conversation because we're gonna fall out, man. I'm not gonna do that. Why you why would you lose your teeth over a team that's not gonna pay you for? Them? Yeah. Yeah, like real shit. Because I'm like I'm not gonna be your bitch ass nigga because the Chiefs lost. Bro, I'll knock your fucking not- your noodles out. Yeah. Like what's the fuck the point? It's just it's just wild that people go that far for some stuff that they probably wouldn't even good at playing if they played it at all, and that doesn't pay them, you know. But exactly, my whole point. Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully, hopefully the city will do better in the future. You know, just be happy that we went to the second to the uh, Super Bowl back to back. Exactly, man. The Royals and the Chiefs, it's funny. People are fairly realized the first time the Royals went, they lost. And then the second time they went, they won. Right. And we did the, the same thing except vice versa. We went, right. we won the first time, lost the second time. Right. Just keep the core team and you will go back. Right. And Learn and that's from the, the crazy mistake part. and don't trade everybody away. And, that, and that's the crazy part because as a city, we went to – the um, what's it called for baseball? The uh, 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 the pennant. Yeah, we won the pennant and we won the Super Bowl within five years. For a city, that's amazing in itself. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's not too many cities that can say that, especially coming off of the drought that we had with both teams. You know, so. I don't know, but uh, oh yeah, he said the soccer team too. Yeah, he's right. Yeah, soccer right. team been winning though. Right, they was That's winning true. when they was they just was the winning Wizards. when they was the Wizards. Exactly, exactly. They was winning. They was the only team that was winning when they was yeah. the Wizards. 
Come on, man. They had they had big Wheaties boxes. Right, right, right. Especially when they was when and they was playing in Arrowhead. Winning, mm-hmm. they was the only team that was winning in Arrowhead. So for a while. Yeah, they was winning. They was winning in our two and fourteen season. Yeah, because I remember when my uh, when my mom used to do game day security, she would sign up and do it um, in the Chiefs off season when the Wizards would play. And she would get mad because the the season would get extended because they was winning so much. She's like, yeah. oh, they won again. I got to go work another game. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, the Wizards kicked ass. Oh, they my did. God, they kicked ass. They did. They did. But, um, but yeah. Any other final thoughts? No, nah, that's about it, man. Um, yeah, that's it, man. Just this, um, let this humble y'all, man. Y'all, 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 y'all ain't even as humble as the people that actually sit out there and play, man. Just let that humble y'all. Yeah, right, right. Well, this was episode twelve of the Issue Talk, our first completely virtual episode. <laughs> Very cool. This yeah. was actually pretty dope. Yeah, yeah, it worked out. It worked out. So, I guess we'll see you guys on episode thirteen. Hell yeah, and we out. That is what we doing. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't got no rebuttals to say, so I'm going to say what I always say. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Bye, guys.